Hey everybody, well. welcome back to the uh, <laughs> podcast. Dialogue choices, that's what we're called. <laughs> I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> we, you, need, you need to change change the name of the, the voice chat to, instead of podcast, just being dialogue choices. Yeah, I need to remember the name of the, the, the fucking podcast. Because uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about Genshin Impact again because Andrew's talking about it. But first I want to <laughs> bore people so they... If they're here for clickbait reasons, so they run they get, away before you get. Yeah, the if they get takes. bored and stop watching, they don't have to deal with the comments afterwards. Uh, so let's uh, start. Let me talk. Let's them, start I with, will bore with Alex Hutchinson instead. Alex oh, that Hutchinson. one as well. Our other topic that we had in mind for today. I am not up to date with this. Wait. Oh, oh. The okay, thing in sorry. chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This has been the hot Hi. topic. It's been fucking everywhere. It shows up in every text feed. I was. It showed up on the Philip DeFranco show. I was like, "What? Why? Okay." <laughs> well, is... I mean, that's not surprising. Doesn't Philip just talk about whatever is like trending or hip? There's definitely like a gossip element of the show. But I was well, like, "Well, Linus Tech Tip had a had a he's podcast not, about it as well." He's not drama alert now. Hold up. No, but there's just like <laughs> is, is they, there is definitely a part of the show that's just like, "What's the Twitter controversy of this no, day?" I'm, I'm making a joke. It's just like, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Most news is just gossip, but turned into profit. Like, yeah, the difference is Keemstar like monetizes like attacking people. Well, and his just Keemstar is not a in so many ways a trash human. It's he doesn't do mm-hmm. he's not doing gossip. He is literally creating conflict. <laughs> yeah, no, like he, that's his. Yeah, no, he was always bad, case. and he only got worse. Blah. But the thing that happened so, is somebody, this Alex Hutchinson guy, tweeted, uh, "Streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they used mu- uh, music they didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. The real truth is streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying the co- uh, for the content they use." This is wrong on so many levels. Like, where to even start? I think we should we should address though that this comes on the back of uh, Twitch changing the DMCA takedown rules. I, I don't know if you're uh, if you guys heard about that, but basically I heard what happened about is, it, but I don't I don't know that much because I'm not on Twitch. Yeah, I don't know much either, but I think as far as I know, is uh, any vods and any clips that include copyrighted material, uh, they basically crack down more on it and. Um, and people are basically having their stuff taken down because they, you know, a lot of streamers stream to music in the background. I was, I've been, from day one, I was constantly confused by that. I, I yeah, like, I don't know, I don't understand that either. Yeah, because like I've, I've been doing this for like a decade, and I'm just like, what are these? What are they doing? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Whenever I see somebody just casually streaming music the entire time, and I'm like, that's. Not yeah, but allowed. The, well, they don't. They don't know that. Uh, a lo- that's the thing about streaming is that unlike YouTube, you know that because when you upload the video, you're immediately slapped in the face with YouTube going, "Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, you fucked up." Whereas mm. Twitch doesn't yeah. tell you that you fucked up at all ever because you you know you're live, so it's never gonna show up. And you know, like the, in the middle of the stream, it doesn't say like, "Hey, by the way, you're playing a really popular pop song. Maybe you shouldn't do that because we're gonna have to like stop your video yeah. soon." So, like, although you back don't, when I did you, stream to Twitch, like back during like Lords of the Fallen and other shit like that, uh, 
they would get flagged as copyright and like huge chunks of my video would get muted. But that's after the fact. But that's when, after when the you're fact. St- yeah. Isn't that when you're streaming, everything is normal. But it, so, but so is, it, yeah. is it now taking pe- down people's streams while they're happening? Are they live no. monitoring it? Or no, is it still no, just VODs? T- the, the difference is now they're being a little bit more scru- like they're being yeah. a lot more uh, scrutiny with so yeah, how does like that affect you much? when you're currently streaming I think it's still uh, the same yeah it's still the same the so, the difference is that back in the day when people were doing it or people doing it now is that people don't think about the VOD portion oh. until after the stream has happened whereas with YouTube you can't even put your video up there well but, I was know, confused because I, I said I said that they used to mute VODs all the time, and you said, but that's afterwards. And I'm like, so, so yes. that, that led me to think that that's something that was happening during the stream now, but you're saying it's still afterwards, so yeah. that's exactly what I said. Well, <laughs> the thing sorry, that I said more... happened in the old days is still happening. Yes, the, still the, happens, di- yeah. the difference is that they've they vocally told people it's happening. Okay. Oh, he's gone. Yep, I, know, I saw that as well. He said they vocally, and then it just stopped. Mm-hmm. I think his internet connection went down. Oh, no. Uh, okay. He was the one doing the explainy. Ah, uh, we can re- resume. Oh, yeah, he's gone now. Well... Note, note uh, down the, the time for editing. Editing. Back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we don't know how long it's going to take. Oh, five minutes. Oh, the, the intention is to bore people, so I guess this is exactly <laughs> what we're looking for. Well, mm-hmm. and we're back. Andrew dropped for three minutes, but now we're back, and now I lost the flow of the conversation completely. <laughs> Uh, the point, was, I, was trying, the point yeah. I was trying to make is that the is that Twitch's entire like the, the way that Twitch is built is that you focus more about the content you're making in the moment rather than how people will in, uh, view your content later in the past. And that's, that's that, why I was asking what the consequences are when you're currently streaming. So there are no consequences. The difference is what and I'm saying. What's the crackdown? Like so so the the difference is that they vocally are talking about their cracking down. Whereas before it happened and you would just kind of either deal with it or it didn't happen to you. Now Twitch is actively, <coughs> openly, very blatantly saying, we're coming to take your videos if they have copyright material in them. And that but is it, the thing that people are upset about. But it's still just VODs? It's still just VODs. It does not matter to your I'm stream. So, I'm so confused. You keep prefacing I mean, this about being live streams and then it's not. And then you keep like, that, no, but actually live streams. And then it's still not about that. No, and like, why no, do you keep setting it up that way? I, th- I feel like you're, I think you're misinterpreting it. The point I'm saying is that the way that Twitch streamers interact with the medium of content creation is in the moment. How, how their current live stream is happening. They yeah. don't care about the VODs until after the stream is over. So, yeah, but it only affects VODs and not correct, the stream. The, the crackdown only affects VODs. And you keep saying how all the content creation is just about the stream you're doing right now. Yes, it's only about the stream that you're doing. So there's no con- the so, is, so then it's fine. So, Everyone's fine. No. The, it's, okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, is that the, the, the way the Twitch works, live streaming, when you only do live streaming, the goal of it is to have a good quality stream. Yes. The moment the stream is over, then you think about, oh, the VOD, are there any good clips to get out of it? Blah, blah, blah. The problem is so that... Just, just, just record. Yes, Keith, but the problem is that's this not is such how a Twitch non-issue. is a media. It's not how the media works. It isn't works. a very big issue, though, because like, we're talking specifically about that. Like, every so streamer things. can be recording. It's easy. I do it every time. Yes, Keith, but that's not... 
That's not what most mind. people do, though. It's, so the, the yeah, whole, the, the it sounds thing, like the whole problem is like, oh, my VOD might have some parts muted from copyright music, so I should also be running a recording at the time So I, if I want to have clips later. Yeah, I also easy. think it's really I yeah. think it's really easy if you just learn how to fucking change a tire so when your car tire breaks, you don't have to it's call somebody. Of, it's but people literally don't do the that. other button next to the one I, you're already using. Yes, <laughs> and it's literally just a fucking screw to take your tire off. It doesn't require rocket science, but people are fucking idiots. They it's won't do the basic out, shit. People like, worry about their car out. stuff because if they do it wrong, they can die. If this is it's, people's jobs, if they do it wrong, <laughs> not, they will no, die. No, the stakes are not like that for a clip. <laughs> that's, yeah, not a, like, that's, that's not an equivalency. The thing is, no, it's, it's not worth for the pointing clip, out it's that this is not like it's not the same level. Like the the, the discussion around the monitor or the the DMCA takedowns is nowhere near as big as the discussion around Alex Hutchinson's uh, that, to, uh, tweet. Well, that's, tweet. His is a to the point of that's not what. Sorry. I said his is just a dumb hot take. This is like a yeah, but the thing is, like, it was sort change. of a non-issue. Like people yeah, were talking hot, about it, but, but the hot take the... is what everyone's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because because it was sort of a non-issue, like the the whole thing about copyright yeah, no, music. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound like a problem at all. He, he it sounds, just it sounds the thing like is, just, it just adds to the context here of his of his uh, tweet. Yeah, that's uh, just what he was talking about. Yeah. yeah, that's that's why I brought it up. So who wants to who wants to talk about it? Because I have. The, thoughts uh <laughs> i yeah i don't i don't really i have to say i don't really have much of an opinion because it's it's kind of like someone shouting a dumb thing into the void and it's like yeah that's stupid and then i just move on like it's a stupid thing to say and no one thinks you're no one thinks you're right for it <laughs> i don't think the, the, i mean the tweet the tweet does have 8.2k likes it's also coming from somebody without really any clout to his name i mean yeah, it's not like I he's, mean, some, he's not uh, like some important congressman who's changing copyright law. He's not. No, he's, a, uh, he's a guy that worked. He's a guy that worked on uh, Journey to the Savage works, Planet. He works on what? He's an executive, basically. He's a creative but director at, at Montreal Studio. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah, but that's really. for Stadia. That's Stadia Games, and uh, for me, he's, for me, he's, what's in, it was interesting also, about this in, is that he's right. You, I don't think he is, though. I think he's. I think his first tweet is right. I think his what? second tweet is wrong. Hmm, that's an interesting. <laughs> to be sp- and that's that it may not be as clean as that, but it's kind of what I mean. Uh, mm. My point is that, and this is like a this is like a, a controversial thing sometimes, but it's like I think sometimes people warp reality to fit what is convenient to them or the narrative that benefits them, and not necessarily what is technically true. And the, like when I was thinking about this stuff, I always think about like I'm a let's player. I do commentary or video games, but the more I look at it, the more I'm not really convinced that actually that let's plays are protected by fair use. Like I don't they're, necessarily the think that is, they are. Not, I think it's I don't kind think of they are. yeah. Like I think it's kind of a thing people throw up there because it's convenient to them but and the, it works I, out of reality. But re- in reality. Let's plays are like com- are a completely untested legal gray area that has been I'm not sure. willfully no, untested no. I'm not sure by that the gray, people but... that could be enforcing any of this. I think like, by its I think by the nature of it being an interactive medium, you it cannot be, uh, it does not fall under the or it does it it falls under fair use. 
Because it probably depends on the game. Because you have changed regard. the media by the way you interact with it on top of your commentary. No one else can have the exact same experience but you do. That's not what fair use means. But yeah, I, I know, but I'm use, saying yeah. that like... You're, no, so you're not. That's important, though. It's not what fair use means. Okay, fine. Give me a let second. me let me let me bring the that me let me bring that particular argument about whether it's protected or not into a more immediate uh, immediate uh, realm. What do you do, Keith, when you want to let's play a game? I personally contact the developer, uh, or if I can't contact the developer for some for some reason. I actually look up to see if the developer publicly allows people to stream. Every game that I play on my channel and on Twitch, I either got in contact with the developer to ask for a key or for permission. Sometimes I already the game, already have the game and ask for permission. Um, or I like I know a lot of developers publicly. They ha they even have a page specifically for that on their website. So I think even if it isn't covered by fair use. I think it's still our obligation as, as streamers and Let's Players and YouTubers to get in contact with the copyright holders to ask for permission, even if it is fair use. Because not only are we monetizing it, we're also like, I think it, I, I think that's just common courtesy, really, <laughs> See, let alone ha all the implications of the law. But I don't know if you do that. But the thing is, I think a lot of people don't do that. I think a lot yeah, of uh, I'm like, that's, streamers. I hear that. I'm like, I'm the, that's impressive. I definitely don't difficult. do that. I definitely, I'm like, I'm busy enough that I'm like, I know. I, I definitely, I had a, I had, I definitely had paranoid shit early on where I, uh, like when I but, first got monetization activated, I definitely was like checking like, ah, oh, is it okay with the Witcher people and like things like that here and there. But I, I like, it's so, it's so consistently, uh, an accepted thing. At yeah, this point, that's true as well. Yeah, that it feel like, it, it felt unhelpful at some point, but also like but, expecting people to get back to you in many cases is like when you're a small channel is like not even feasible in many cases. It felt like, but, but uh, do you, no, I definitely, I definitely is, just stopped. I don't, I don't do that at all. The thing is, if you get the key from the developer, you automatically know that it's okay. That is well, true. Usually because they will, yeah. So uh, that's half the case. <laughs> unless <already. they're> the, <laughs> unless it's fucking Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> The yeah. fucking reboot where you do a fucking full let's play of it over the course of two weeks and then the movie comes out and turns out all the cutscenes were scenes from the movie so your entire play let's play is wiped <laughs> off the fucking internet yeah you, i got yeah. a press key for it in the first place well remember uh, a press key remember a press key does me not mean that. you're given access to let's play it but usually they will say like this is a key for a let's play though it's sort of implicit like if you if you want to no no they have to explicitly tell you it's for let's play otherwise you are breaking fair use they did not uh, give you permission to record yeah. it they gave you permission to use your platform to promote their game using in a review sense that is that's the also entire true yeah yeah that is only why key distribution exists it does not exist for let's players it exists for giving press early access to a game so they can build a review that they then share with the people on their platform that's the whole but, reason were you people but my are, point People have, people abuse the key system for let's playing because they go like, yeah, I'm press, I'm sharing the, I'm <laughs> sharing the whole thing, and that's it. I don't there's think no, they no abuse one, that though. Oh, it's trust me, it's abused, and there's no checks and balances there. Like everyone abuses the key system. There's not like news reporters. I'm, li I'm listed as press like, on various websites that give you keys, but I spe it's specifically and under a category of. In my case, I think the category is streaming because Let's Play is literally not an option, but streaming is functionally the same thing uh, yes. in many so, cases. But did you did you imply of. that getting a key in a certain way makes it fair use or not? Like you said fair use in a weird way during that thing. And I was confused by that. 
Because fair use has me nothing or, to do with Andrew? how you're given. Like fair use has nothing to do with permissions. But was it me or was it the? Uh, that was me. You Sorry, I didn't mean oh. to say fair use. Yeah, I was like, hang on a minute. What I mean, yeah. is, what I mean is, if you think about it in these terms, then there are me- there are things that we as streamers and professionals and and people who gain money with this, uh, there are things that we have at our disposal to look after. You know, in terms of either permission or a relationship with the publishers. And it, it's not a, it's not a guarantee because even even if we get a permission today, if they say okay, you need to remove it like in a year, it doesn't matter. They give you the permission; they can revoke it, and you'll have yeah, to and you're, and you're powerless in that exchange, regardless regardless yeah. of what is determined to be right or not. The way that the the uh, YouTube system works is that they can pretty much just take things down because they feel like it. Yeah, because any yeah. any channel that's like given the per, the power to like ex- essentially moderate other channels, I'm not entirely sure how their <laughs> accounts work, like what kind of account they have and what its rules, like its mechanics are and its interface and shit. Uh, but I'm constantly at the mercy of things that are just like, yeah, just fuck yep. you. <laughs> like I still haven't gotten my my uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines playthrough back, and it's yep. like it's been a year now, and I've I sent another appeal in for another one of the videos where in it I'm like, hey, can you please release this but also all of the ones on my channel because you've literally declined some of them even though like at the time that this was happening it immediately came up that this was a mistake and it was reversed and they stopped claiming new things but they didn't release the ones that they had claimed but you have to manually request them but they only get around to it sometimes because like who knows who's running that account and who's whether they're paying attention or not (laughs) it's a whole thing uh it's just a that's an experience but for, for me where the the reason I got comfortable just going for it and just moving on with my life was that one yeah like it, it, oftentimes the communication channels aren't necessarily even there but the big thing was consoles uh, sharing mechanics got so built into most of the gaming platforms as a de facto thing that at some yeah. point it's like almost it it feels like at some level like by agreeing to put your your game on this platform you're agreeing to it being streamed because that's a feature of that platform. And so, like, every random layman who is not in any way making a job of this or whatever is just already casually streaming to, like, their one or two friends, and then that's a public VOD on the internet, and that's just a thing all over the place on both YouTube and Twitch and so on, and also on a PlayStation's whatever its weird video ecosystem is. That is that you view through PlayStation, where I'm not. I never. I'm not, I'm not, I don't remember. Uh, if that's community specific. hub. Yeah, like I don't remember if that's always on Twitch or if it's also sometimes just PlayStation exclusive videos too. I don't remember how that works, but uh, uh, it's both. Like, they're, they're, like, like, like the one of the most. Well, not even one of them. Like, basically, the most popular controller of the of this console generation has a share button on it that streams video. <laughs> like, at some <laughs> point, the fucking seal broke, and it became, the like, word, the de facto yeah. landscape well, of everything until something changes it. I'm not saying that makes it the... the yeah, I'm not saying that that made sure. it so that it was then officially and proven to be legal. I'm saying it just made me stop worrying and just go, just kind of go with it. Yeah, it's, I think the world... Yeah, the world definitely has changed since we started. Like, especially since you started. I started in 2015. But even since then, things are a lot more... Like everybody, like the, uh, yeah, the, I think the, the well, take off started in 2011, and I think the PS4 came out in 2014, <laughs> and that's the and yeah. that that changed the landscape a bit. Yeah, that's the concerning thing, though, is that nothing, things have only changed culturally, culturally, but nothing has actually changed legally. Like so, even even to further uh, reinforce that, in the PlayStation's case, they literally launched with HDCP. 
because of the other stuff. Like, there was like, oh, they're going to pirate Blu-rays via recording, even though that's the least efficient way to do it. Uh, but then they, specifically one of the first updates to the PS4 was them patching in a, a setting where you could turn off HTCP because HTCP was rec- was preventing people from recording their video games. <laughs> like, they updated the game, <laughs> the console to make it easier to record stuff. It's a... Uh, so they, like, there's definitely yeah, a, from the, that particular company's uh, a perspective, like a, a support for this idea. But that, of course, so doesn't the, change its legality. I mean, a bigger reason that they did that is because not every television has HDP, uh, HDCP on it. Uh, oh, and so then you wouldn't big, be able to play. Yeah, there was a big issue where a lot of, a lot of, sorry, there were a lot of people in China who had knockoff televisions that could not <laughs> use the PlayStation. No, and okay. it was such a big problem that they needed to add a way to turn it off because otherwise these people could not use the system. It's and, sort of uh, interesting that it's the PlayStation to do that because the PlayStation 1, a large part of its success was how about how easy it was to pirate their games. I mean, uh, especially Sony's it, always been fairly easy to pirate most things for Sony. Uh, so the, Sony, the, their openness to... <laughs> just sort of like making it easier makes sense. I spent the last week trying to find a legitimate Wii that worked and could play GameCube games, and half the ones I got uh, had like a homebrew bizarre. Like I'd I'd, I'd, I'd like hook oh, them up yeah, and turn them on, that. and they had a bizarre like custom theme and a bunch of pirated games from other consoles on them and stuff. And I was like, yep. huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to play Eternal Darkness. <laughs> yep. 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 But. Yeah, no, so, I mean, I I think it, the, like the the whole thing about Atlas and what they do with people who let's play their games, like they do that because they legally are allowed to, and they have every yeah. right to. Like they are in the right. Everyone but they also complains. do that because they don't know what they're doing. Like no, they, they literally don't understand the benefits of having people play their games on or, Twitch and on YouTube. Or they just don't give a shit, and they don't have to. They legally do not have to give a shit about. No, they you. don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, saying that. That's illegal. And, I'm saying that yeah. I think that if they understood the medium, and the, when I say medium, I mean the the streaming medium and the the let's play medium. If they understood it, then I mean, they would they wouldn't do that. I think they and understand I say that as a, a streamer and, I, and as a let's and play. I, and I think they don't give a shit. Like it's it. They're a company that have completely different values from other companies. Like Atlas, yeah. the the way that Atlas approaches their games is just different, and they don't think that the way that people play the games online is in line with the way and it's like i don't agree that shutting down channels is okay but that's youtube giving them that power but, atlas but look, doesn't have that power themselves think, like they think weren't a, think about the all these issues and now do, do you remember you said he works at montreal at a montreal studio he actually changed uh, alex hutchinson he changed his bio because i think he made it like he was bringing too much uh, heat onto Google and Stadia because he works as a creative director for one of the Google creative uh, studios for sta- for the Google Stadia. Oh yeah, I did originally and, say Stadia. And, yeah, and, and, and people I mean, respond and to I'll, that. And I'll think about this issue in in regards to like it's like he's literally what? throwing stones with with his glass glass. No, roofs. he's no, he's not. He's not throwing stones at all. What are you talking about? The thing is, you buy a game on Stadia. And mm-hmm. uh, if the copyright holder decides to not allow you to stream your own game over on their service, then you stop having access to that game. Yeah. It's very much like it happens with, with Steam. Does except st- wait, does, does Stadia work that way? Yeah. Yeah. It's Stadia, yeah. 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 Because you can't it, download anything locally. What? I, it's a, yeah, so it's a game so, streaming platform, literally. Okay. That's the, in the bylaws, it says. That's a, different, that's a different use of the word stream, though. 
No, the thing is, no, like, you you're still you streaming st- the game. Yeah, but I mean, like, when we're talking about live streams, oh, we're yeah, talking about the idea yeah, yeah. of, like, it's, it's like the equivalent of, like, I'm showing this movie to a, a home theater of people, and they're like, you can't do that once there's, like, five people or whatever, it becomes, like, yeah, you need no. a theater license or whatever. Uh, like, yeah, st- uh, streaming is no your, different. Just getting a video stream to yourself as a delivery mechanism of the game is very different from streaming to an audience, even if they both yeah. use the word stream. What I'm saying is, though, is so that there's still... I don't feel still... like that's a contradiction at all. Well, no, no, what I'm saying is that they're they're at the whims of the publishers as well. Them, and I think not only are they as the as Google I mean, at the whims of the I mean, publishers, they're, they're the whims of whether they just also. sell the game on their platform. I, I think everyone's just at that, the whims though. of a publisher, Is Google, is Google of... Stadia lifting from a different library, or are people opting to specifically sell their games on the Stadia? Because if they're opting... People are to, opting. Yeah, if they're opting to yes. sell their games on the Stadia, they don't have to worry about like a, somebody revoking the rights to streaming. Like That's not what that means. Uh, no, no, they can revoke. They're, they're like, selling imagine, it on their platform. Imagine, no, no, okay, like, so here's the thing. Is you can, that be, you can be anti-Let's Play's streams of your videos, but still sell your game on a streaming platform, because that's, that's not that's the not same. That's not what I mean, though. Then what do no, you mean? No, what I mean is... I, th- let me give you an example, for example. Yeah, uh, let's say this happened earlier with... Uh, this happened very early in the console's uh, life cycle. I think it was Bethesda. Um, they sold their games over, like, it got resolved, but basically what happened is uh, you bought, like, Doom, for example, on, over on Stadia. And uh, then Bethesda decided, nope, we're not selling Doom on Stadia. And you had already bought Doom on Stadia, uh, but you couldn't play it because the, the Stadia wouldn't stream it to you because they didn't have the rights for it. Uh, yeah. So what? And it's basically the same as, imagine you buy Doom Ooh. on Steam. And if that's, you, that, if, that's if Stadia doing says, a, a bad job at making oh, yeah. an agreement. <laughs> that's oh yeah, yeah. for sure. That's for a whole sure, other topic. That's like yeah, like if they stop selling a game on Steam, then you couldn't play it on Steam anymore. It's like that's that's specifically not how like but Xbox you, and you, PlayStation you, and Steam work. Like if you bought a game and they take it away, with, uh, you, Steam, you get though. to keep it still. Not always. What? There are games that there are games that disappear from Steam and you can't download them anymore because the uh, the publisher well, has total control. I mean, I think there's only like a couple, and probably like I, yeah, big I've games never heard of that happening. Couple. Like, I have uh, I have, I have games in my Steam library where their store pages are gone forever, but I can still play them and download them. And I know everything. that I know I've heard. I might be wrong on this though, but I I could swear I I heard from games that and actually specific, and specifically be there was like an ongoing thing where they'd be like, oh yeah, these games are getting to like, get delisted on the Xbox 360 network thing because the licenses are expiring for their music or their characters or whatever. But if you have, but if you bought them, you'll still be able to download them forever. You just can't yeah, buy them I, ever again. I think I still have like like uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance when Disney took over and then it got wiped off of all platforms. But if you had the digital copy, I think you could still download it forever. Yeah, that's usually how all these stores work. That's, that's why be, that's why it's works, really yeah. that's why it's really fucking weird if Stadia bungled but, it so yeah, hard that different, people's purchased games could be vanished. But I well, think because I, I think, uh, no, so uh, again. That's like buying a book and having it get deleted from your Kindle because it's no longer for sale. It's like, excuse me? (laughs) That happens as well, doesn't it? Yeah, that does. I I heard that via the the Omegaverse video. Yeah. There was a DMCA takedown of that person's book, so they fucking took it off of people's Kindles. It's like, (laughs) wait, (laughs) wait. You you already sold that to them. You can imagine why this is such a complicated stance for him to take because he's literally working for a company that... That is at the whims of the publishers themselves, and their clients are at the whims of the publishers. Is that the whims and of them? But that, I, just, I feel like it's. Uh, I, I just don't feel like it's a really direct comparison. I feel like they're different conversations. Well, so no, yeah, but so in, there's two I'm different. just saying the position of the different companies and how they relate to each other, or rather, not the different companies, but the, sort of the like the situations are similar enough. I feel that 
that argument could be made for both sides. They're different, especially w w since we're talking about streaming, but two different types of streaming. They're different things, obviously. But what I mean is, um, like, there's a lot of things that apply. For example, he's uh, let me let me try to let me let me read the tweet again. So uh, worried about getting their content pulled because they use music that didn't uh, they didn't pay for. So basically, he's he's referring to streams that. Um, and he, oh, of course, he of one. course means music they didn't pay for the license for. Of course, the license. People yes. keep misinterpreting yep. it as meaning that they bought the music like on iTunes. I'm like, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's some really bad take tweet responses and, that just don't understand what he's even and, saying. And, and when he says uh, games that they didn't pay for, he also means for a, a hypothetical license, not for the games themselves. Yeah. I think. Uh, but um, the thing is, like, I, I think there's a parallel here. So, okay, here's a good example is if you read the terms and conditions for Stadia, you cannot uh, record content that you play on Stadia. You can't do that. Wow. It says uh, you uh, restrictions. You may not use any content in whole or in part as any part of public performance. Use any stream ripping, stream capture or similar software to record or create a copy of any content, even if no fee is charged. Sell, rent, lease, or redistrib uh, redistribute access to it, or uh, yeah, use content. Oh uh, no! I guess I'm content. never That's playing the stadium. What a what but, a so so what here's a the thing is, is, so so this is I mean this is going into another system. Is that when you have like uh, Xbox uh, Live or whatever you know the Xbox Game Pass, they may also be put. They may also try to do the same thing, and eventually you get to a point where. The only way you can play games is by paying a monthly fee to like get a streaming service, you know, like similar <laughs> system. And, and, and <laughs> I, you, you shiver, but that is a good progression to go into because it takes all of the ownership out of your hands. You yeah, don't own you pay, shit anymore. You we pay own more, it. but no, you no. pay more. As a no. client, you pay more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Because you're only paying $9 a month for access yeah, to nine, hundreds of games rather than paying $60 for. No, a it doesn't matter because like a console costs two years worth of subscription, and if you are subscribed for the entire lifetime of a console, uh, then you know what I mean. But, but that's because you're a dummy who I plays mean, consoles, and if you are, if you have a PC, <laughs> it's cheap. No, yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah, I keep having to forget no, the Stadia. Uh, it doesn't have any hardware. Yeah, Stadia has no hardware. It's just a service. So like, it's yeah, it's just a service. But the, the, but, uh, the uh, but that's the, what I'm saying uh, is I think that's the that is the. The, the the part he's talking about, I think the point he's making is that uh, he's trying to say that, you know, people feel like they have ownership over uh, the con the thing that they bought. Oh, no, there but, is a Stadia game I want to play. Fuck. I don't think that's what he's trying to say, though. I thought there was well, no Stadia games I wanted to play, but I just remembered Orcs Must Die 3 is a Stadia exclusive. <laughs> too bad for you. Can't play it. No. <laughs> I can't, that can't be enforced because I've seen benchmarks. I've seen videos of people playing on, on like, from big channels. Which which is fine. People can break I mean, the law and they <laughs> would, you know, like, that's true. It's, that's completely, true. it's completely okay that's to true. do that. The difference is that when their account gets completely demolished or Google owns YouTube, if Google goes, oh, wait a second, no, and just deletes it <laughs> yeah. from the internet, you can't yeah. complain. You can't go to court because they say you literally accepted you our terms and conditions contract. that say yeah. you cannot record this shit. And if Google is saying that about their own software when they own YouTube, that's the indication of like that, where yeah. that's where they want to that. You know, that's the that's the future that needs to happen.
uh, in the eyes of in the eyes of a publisher. Is but that- I will I will say that I think the I am very much of the opinion that the subscription models are made or uh, they're made in a way that they're they they masquerade the or they ma- they mask rather they mask the the price that you ultimately pay and that happens with Spotify. Well, that happens with uh, Netflix, any subscription yeah. service that people subscribe to. You pay so much that you would not accept well, as a payment if you had to pay it up front. I don't, Imagine, I don't know about it, that. That's, that is a little bit rough. Like, because think, think I of, would, I would sorry, argue go I've gotten more out of my Spotify subscription than I would have if I bought an album for every single person I listen to. Because I've listened to at least double the amount. I'm not saying uh, that what you're getting... I'm not saying that you, what you're getting out is not you know worth the the price i mean in many cases it it isn't because you know there's a lot of situations where people just have to subscribe to a bunch of or to one specific uh like for example i don't know you want to watch whatever witcher where's witcher i don't know the netflix is it disney plus netflix okay so imagine you just want to watch disney stuff and then you also want to uh, watch the witcher you want to have you are going to have to pay for netflix even for a little bit but so it it you know, people don't have time to get all the most out of all of their subscriptions, especially when they what? have multiple ones. You can do free uh, one trials. One just one, it's fine. But the thing is... <laughs> but no, the thing seriously, is, you, can, you can make a fake email account, go down to the store, buy one of those prepaid Visa cards, use it to pay for the... to, like, you know, sign up, because have, you have to put in a credit card. Give it the prepaid card, and then when you're done, use the card somewhere else to, you know, make it go away, and then just go buy a new one if you want to set up another uh, 14-day trial. There's, oh, there's tons oh, of ways. Trials. Yeah, yeah there's, there's tons of ways you can just abuse free trials. But what trial I mean systems. is, what I mean is, the subscription is an easier way. Uh, I, I think for a console, it's a very good, uh, a very good example for for, for uh, just as a as a thought experiment. Like a console costs five hundred bucks, and uh, divide that five hundred bucks by let's say two years, and uh, that would be twenty bucks a, a month, more or less. Just mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, ask anybody if they would want to pay four hundred, uh, five hundred bucks for a console, or they would pay twenty bucks a month for the same service, because that's what Stadia is proposing. And uh, especially for people who are either getting into gaming, or maybe they're getting the the console for somebody, for a friend, or for not for a friend, for a fa- family member, like a kid or something. I think the appeal, um, the appeal of the of the the subscription is there because it masks the price. It doesn't mean that you're not going to pay it, especially. I mean, I don't know if, like, especially if you have, like, contracts where you have to continue paying it for a year or whatever. Uh, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to pay it. The point is um, it masks the, the price. And especially if you're going to continue paying it, paying for it for the rest of your life. If you are if you come from a place where you use... The rest of your life? What? No, the, for the yeah, rest aren't you of your watch, natural life. <laughs> aren't you going to watch television for, for, you know, as long as you're interested in it and do you have plans of stopping watching television you know what i mean and it's like video games so i I buy a pc i don't want it to break in the next five years and that's way beyond the the price return of a subscription service is what i mean to say i don't live this style of life in your example i i only pay for the things that i use and like i cancel a streaming service the moment i don't need it anymore because i can just go back anytime i don't need to so, but that's not what they're. That's 
you're you're sort of like you are sort of gaming the system because they're not made for that. The subscription services are made I, so that people can. I'm pretty uh, sure like, that's what they're made for. They're made so that you could that the, the incentive is that you can sign up and get and get rid of it any time. The difference is that normally you're you are supposed to as a consumer feel like concerned about quitting because then yeah. what if you need it like a month from now and you don't want to go through the hassle of setting it all up? I don't give yeah, a shit. I'll absolutely. go through the hassle. No, it's no, that's not why a hassle. I say you're, you're you gaming like you're, the system. You're right, doing I think, it, I think the, the hope but, is that each platform has enough content that you don't want to unsubscribe because there's something well, to watch still. Yeah, that that yeah. too. But yeah, which like, is something I don't, that's for me has only ever been true of Netflix and I, no other platform. See, <laughs> they're, Nef- they're always like, for, oh, there's you always like watch the two Hulu shows you wanted to watch, and you're like, all right, <laughs> so uh, that see was you next my year. experience with Hulu as well. <laughs> yeah, I that's why like the only streaming services I pay for is Crunchyroll and Funimation. That's it. I don't need the rest. My family pays for the rest because they they want to watch weird shows for some reason. So they do that. And I just piggyback off that. But if like if the rest of my family died and no one paid for Hulu and Netflix, I <laughs> that's wouldn't. That's how they will play. That's, that's the what I'm saying. They're paying for the rest of their lives. Netflix. They yeah, will that's, pay that's for it literally for the, the only way life. I could lose yeah. it is because I, I'm not like <laughs> there is no reason for me to ever buy it. I don't. I can't get anything out of Netflix because anything that Netflix has, I can just go fucking steal for way less of a hassle than it would be to go on Netflix and browse to what thing I want, figure out, oh, well, shit. Okay, well, I got to wait for six months for it to come out of Netflix uh, jail so then I can watch the anime I want to watch because this is why it's made. Or I can literally just go to one website, click download and watch the fucking thing right now. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pay for the services that offer me the thing that I want to watch now. And for services that don't do it, I'm not going to pay for it. Like, that's... that. That's, that's, but, I, but that's not the hope of the people who make the services. And it's not... They make, you know, they make a better product. That's not but my problem. Is, but, like, it, at when, the same when time... When you're talking about so many people, it's not even about hope. Is They know for a fact that people will subscribe and forget about it. And, and they again, base that's their not, service... I, I know it's not like what I'm saying is you guys I'm are not arguing trying to argue other. against. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I said you're arguing no, no, past I, each other. You're, you're yeah, making two different yeah, points. Yeah, I'm not trying to argue against the way you use it. I'm trying to warn people and I'm trying to sort of argue against Stadia because uh, that's, trying to, that's what I'm trying to argue is like I don't see a problem with it. Because for yourself, you, though, n- but for anybody, anybody can do the, mo- the method that but I'm it, doing. It's not. But it's the not fact like that it's, they, but the fact that they can do doesn't mean they should. Why? Because if you're only playing a game for for like a, an hour a week, okay. play, playing for Stadia doesn't is not is not uh, beneficial, right? Uh, yeah, agree. That's that that would that makes sense. If you're only going to play like one game a month, it doesn't make sense to pay. You know, well, I guess it does because you could pay ten dollars no, well, for the depends. month. Yeah, it depends on the situation, and then go. It, do something it else. depends on the situation, obviously. But the thing okay, is, I'm what conf- I'm saying is... I'm so is... confused how I got here. None of this has anything to do with fair use. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, I'm sort of, we're the, sort of like circling just, around well, each other. It spiral down a streaming thing. Because yeah. then we're talking about how you get your content and the fact that the way you get your content in the future may not be uh, viable for Let's Playing because lo- like contracts may make it so you can't even stream the think... content you're getting. And I just think it's such a stark contrast between you bu- having bought a, a, a Sega Genesis in 1993 and having Sonic 2 or something in there and still playing it today. You can go back and play it. You have the hardware. It's but, a, like a, 
But in that's, comparing that to a volatile thing that Google will for sure shut down, like but that, I can promise is, you that Sadia will die. That, that's the terrifying <laughs> thing about stream about games being streamed is that it's games as a service, but every game is a service forever. Yeah, and forever. the moment yeah. that service goes away, those games literally don't exist anymore. Just like many, many, many phone games, where it's like. There's like the really yeah. depressing list you can see of like the most popular and beloved phone games of all time and how like 80% of them don't exist now. Wow, yep. Keith, you, you figured out why Andrew Jackson hated banks. Like Infinity like, Blade. Like <laughs> Congratulations. Infinity, like Infinity Blade's just gone. Yeah, that's, like that's just so weird what? to think about. Also, it's not really. You can still download it. Um, yeah, but it's like it's those processes there. And, and that's going to be an increasingly tenuous process of like emulation steps to try to figure out how to make this like old thing work because none of because it's not I, supported by any real platforms anymore and so it's also I, illegal yeah, to do it in in emulation so that's the thing i like i i agree i think that laws would need to change to accommodate a new non-ownership world in that regard like okay yeah if this thing is uh on a platform that can then just remove it and no one else can have it how do you counter that? And the counter to that is like, well, you make emulation legal. It's completely legal to just play uh, a game as you know, as long as it's no longer available to purchase on a store shelf. And I think there's mechanisms in the law that would allow for that without a big uproar from publishers. Like, for example, but um, you don't you don't want to listen to the publisher. Like their no, no, but like they're the lobbyists. To, they're the ones that have money. They they pay for the politicians to make the laws. You, you know don't how listen, it is. You don't listen to the people with the money. What? No, that's not. That's are you, not are, like we're no, talking, specifically talking about U.S. People laws with here. The money, you don't get the money back. No, like, but that's, that's how the, the world works. That's how no, the world works. You don't get your money back, and you listen to people with the money. That insinuates that there aren't that's, other places in the world that aren't like. Isn't that the reason why copyright capitalism? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like we're talking specifically about U.S. laws and all of this. Like the U.S. has such a, a a relevance to how well any of this works. Um, I mean, US that is uh, a, U.S. is a dystopia. I don't know what. Yeah, you're but like, for. isn't that the reason why the copyright laws have been extended? Isn't in Mickey Mickey Mouse or something the the reason why the copyright laws are like I think it's not now up to ninety something years. Where well, they were like yes, thirty. There, there, yeah. was a, yes. there was a set policy, and then Disney keeps pushing it back continuously yeah. in a way that coincidentally always benefits them yes it's on purpose not coincidental and uh, and we need to understand that it is on purpose because they do it on purpose no i know i know uh, it's on purpose that was a joke i know i know i'm just <laughs> i know i know i know but like i need to the point needs to be put across because it's very easy for people to just sort of fall into the the song that the publishers sing and when i say publishers i include disney i include every i, mean, I think at this point i feel I like include, people generally understand that this is what's happening with copyright it's just that Nothing's going to happen do? about that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we don't I'm not even, li- we don't even live in democracies. Like we don't have the power to yeah, do much of anything. Yeah. All you can do I, is protest, and then everyone pol- then everyone polices how you protested because you're doing it the wrong way, and so <laughs> that's why I'm saying like it. I don't understand. I don't get this uh, this feeling of like you know I I own everything I own because if I don't, then I will own it. You can't stop me from owning something. Literally, I will find if a way to take it. If you depend on somebody else, like like <laughs> imagine all the videos that you have that you want, not that you have, but that you have access to on YouTube. You yeah. don't 
Unless you download them to your server. Instead your of having computer. a conversation about fair use and whether or not it, it uh, applies, we're just like, fuck it, piracy, good. <laughs> just <laughs> I, advocating I, for piracy and skipping I'm, the topic entirely. And downloading I just, No, I, I'm saying that like if, if something is being taken from you, you just take it back. Like that, it's just, that's, 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 that's the only, point of piracy. The that point only of piracy works is supposed everybody, to be like... That only I mean, works if everybody sticks together, and that's why... Oh, sure, I don't... I mean, yeah. I I am definitely being... Uh, uh, yeah, I know, I know what you're... Yeah, I, ideological. I'm going at this completely are. solo. Like, I don't care if the rest of you don't get to experience stuff, but I'm willing to experience <laughs> it. So, like... Yeah, well, seriously, though, there's so much... Like, good, good fucking luck trying to, to keep up with a lot of anime, for example, because... Where do you find half of it? Do you, where about where oh, do you yeah. find it? Where the do you find it over? Well, you got to hope that the streaming service gives that over to you. Well, will they? Probably not, because there's no incentive to do it. Why are they going to do that? You you have to you know you have to go and do it yourself now. Go buy the DVD. Go watch the OVA, yeah. and then maybe go find a translation online. Not our problem. And so, or alternatively, I know exactly where I can go to get a copy of that OVA and subs at the same time. But Yo but ho. let's let's Yo bring ho it back. Ho, like. <laughs> let's bring it back to this because we're like the way YouTube I, I and Twitch say, like, works. We're like an hour in. We got to we got to yeah, course correct to the original premise and even start to answer it because we really have. You're right. Yeah, uh, just, just bring it bring it back to this. I think you, you guys get into like a feedback loop. <laughs> That's just my fault. The, uh, we need to we need to go for like it. when when we do when we have a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel. We're always working with those. We're never working outside of the system. So if yeah. a law says that it, it, this this is why it's important to to talk about yeah there's the, no like nah uh clause when you yeah. get a DMCA <laughs> takedown and you're just like no nah, I don't believe in those so I just yeah. I have a I have a deviant uh uh rule system that I follow by and this is yo ho I was like no I, no I'm thinking about like like products not uh let's, content. let's, yeah, let's, yeah, let's sure, read yeah. an article to the audience because i feel like a lot of people don't actually know what fair use even is or they only know it in a really vague way that's been warped to better benefit the people that benefit from saying everything is fair use all the time in a way very right. similar to like when i was on the inner like early internet you'd always hear like no copyright infringement intended, intended. and it's like that's yeah. not that's not how <laughs> that's, anything works sir what do you think not, yeah. what you can't just like be you can't just like wave away copyright infringement what? and be like <laughs> but i read a facebook it's, post that if you put that in there then it will avoid copyright yeah. it's litigation. so good that sometimes it's not even copyright infringement intended it's copyright intended no copyright intended sometimes people say that so you, you were going to read a, a an article? Gonna... Yeah, fairuse.stanford.edu slash overview slash fair dash use slash what dash is dash fair dash use. Link in the description. <laughs> if I remember. Uh, Can you post it on... on uh, I literally searched on... fair use oh, and it was right. the first search result is... Or second, the first result is gov- copyright.gov, which technically oh, might yeah, be more that. useful, but... I don't like the formatting of that page. <laughs> what is fair use? In its most general sense, a fair use is any copying or copied, uh, righted material done, sorry, any copying of a copyrighted material done for limited and transformative purpose. So first off, we're already in a problem here for Let's Plays. It says limited and transformative, meaning not just the whole thing. 
uh, purpose, such as to comment upon, criticize, or parody a copyrighted work. Such uses can be done without permission from the copyright owner. In other words, fair use is a defense against a claim of copyright infringement. If your use qualifies as fair use, then it would not be considered an infringement. So what is a transformative use? If this definition seems ambiguous or vague, be aware that millions of dollars of legal fees have been spent attempting to define (laughs) what qualifies as fair use. There are no hard and fast rules, only general guidelines and varied court decisions, because the judges and lawmakers who create the fair use exception did not want to limit its definition. Like free speech, they wanted to have an expansive meaning that could be open to interpretation. Most fair use analysis falls into two categories, commentary and criticism or parody. So here's commentary and criticism, the one that's relevant to us. If you are commenting upon or critiquing a copyrighted work, for instance, uh, writing a book review, fair use principles allow you to reproduce some of the work to achieve your purposes, a.k.a. a quote. Uh, It doesn't say that part, but I'm just clarifying because that's definitely what they mean. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because that's the only way to actually use a book, actually. Uh, (laughs) Some examples of commentary and criticism include quoting a few lines from a Bob Dylan uh, song in a music review, summarizing and quoting from a uh, medical article on prostate cancer in a news report, copying a few paragraphs from a news article for use by a teacher or student in a lesson, or copying a portion of a Sports Illustrated magazine article for use in a related court case. The underlying rationale of this rule is that the public reaps benefits from your review, which is enhanced by including some of the copyrighted material. Additional examples of commentary and criticism are provided in the examples of fair use cases. So for me, it's like there's a really cut and dry interpretation here where Mm -hmm. Let's Plays are not covered by fair use. Video essays are. I can give you an example. Video essays are pretty covered. Barely. (laughs) Barely. but the thing is, even like when a st- like Nintendo, for example, was claiming video essays with yep. any footage of of uh, of their they thing, so they, right they treat it as the same. They don't though, because they if it's can. fair use, it's a defense. You have it, to like, defend if, that though. That's you your, have to defend. You for sure, are the one sure. that has to pr- to prove that that is fair use. And let for me tell sure, you, for sure. it's not going to be worth the effort. No, yeah, yeah. But what I mean, so, like, I think there's an example well, here. Yeah, I'm, saying, a few I'm lines. saying a video essay would be fair use if it went to court. But obviously, in the world Maybe. of YouTube takedowns, someone just presses a button and then you're fucked in most cases because you'll probably won't even get it, a manual review. So, so it depends. But again, even a video essay, it depends on how much footage is used. There might be the the judge might consider that like we well, use too much of their footage. Yeah, you gotta you gotta cut it back. Like Isn't that's it, the thing those, is like this this law those was cases written happened, though. at a time those, like, when the most in, the most transformative use was just literally writing something like just fucking books you can't. But copy. I think I, I don't think like, I think there's a direct parallel here though. Uh, with proven examples like the the, specifically the first example saying quoting a few lines from a bob dylan song in a music review i think that has for example we've seen uh lyrics sites being pulled down because of copyright issues lyrics from songs if you put the whole lyrics up the the authors can take them down because of the copyright issues and you, you've seen as well uh music tab music tab uh, when i say music tab i mean that's for the guitars music um uh, what's the word sheets sheet music for for songs uh like the thing that you buy is the song itself but if you sell the sheet music for famous songs that's copyrighted material as well and that has been like there's there's a rich and and, and very history of people being uh, being sued for copyright infringement specifically in selling by selling sheet music um i'm i'm com- i'm not saying shit i'm saying sheet right yeah, sheet. <laughs> yeah, get, okay. get out of here with all your shit music. 
Yeah. So I think if you think about it, dedicated to shit music. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. You could if you say, think about it like games, it's the same thing because you're not really allowing anybody to play the game when you're putting it up on YouTube or on Twitch, but you're still sort of you're, you're like you're showing the game in its entirety, or maybe just impartial, but it's still it's like it's the same thing as music as either if you look at it from the lyrics perspective or by the, how the notes that you have to play if you're going to play the music or play the song, um, and in in music that happens, so it's very obvious that it of course can happen in in games. So I think what Keith is saying that Let's Plays are not covered by fair use is totally correct. But I think it's easy to understand that if you compare it to the case of music. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, like, my, it's my, like saying that my fucking like, theater cam pirated video of a movie is legal because there was a guy in the corner that wouldn't stop talking the whole time. You're just there to listen to his conversation. It's like you're still showing <laughs> the whole movie. Yeah. It's like, obviously, we put our personality in there, and we make the show about ourselves, too, and, like, people ultimately subscribe for us and not for the games, because otherwise you're just a library of content. There's no real reason to subscribe. Uh, So it's like a personality-driven thing, and the reason why YouTube channels exist is because of the personality of whatever person is on there, and that's why people stick around. But it doesn't change the fact that you're still doing something that isn't really proven to be necessarily legal. It's at best a thing that the entire industry has just kind of decided not to shake the boat on for the most part and because they all benefit from it yeah Yeah, i think it's not even they don't want to shake the boat i think they 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 know i mean i just need to look at my uh 118 emails that i haven't read uh that are most of them about uh from from companies sending me keys to play their games and i have a channel that if if they explicitly say we want you to do a let's play or play this video game on yeah. your channel that's that is asking you to do a thing but, but i think the industry as a whole knows that but the, it's just but that i i i there's one thing i know it is you never ever assume what a company is is trying to say because it's oh, yeah. never right that's so what like, i said right at the beginning you, ne- you should never a, assume so yeah they just give you a key and they're like here you go you can use this that doesn't mean you can let's play it that just means you can play their fucking game that's as that's the bare minimum i'm willing to trust a company on giving me a key it's like <laughs> yeah, cool i, always I can get play your video game i always but, get back to them asking to monetize and yeah. like if i get a key i always say that like, like uh, there's EA a lot of people like trust says, sometimes i think ea specifically says in their terms of use you can use their games for let's playing like it's yeah, just there's a lot there. of companies that do that yeah and uh, we mentioned the witcher or keith did oh, and God uh, they, damn uh, it. i think what happened? <laughs> I was just curious. Because like we were talking about the email correspondence and so on, which I don't love doing to begin with. It's kind of like calling people on the phone and shit. Uh, Same. Yeah. But I, <laughs> at the beginning of this month, I had over 600 emails. And I, got, I was able to finally pare it down in a big binge session. And I just checked again. And I have in my gaming PR folder, I have 200 emails again. It's like, fuck. Jesus. This is They're why like I'm, white part tears. of why I've given up. You don't trim them because otherwise they, more of them show up. It's like wet hairs in your head, uh. Uh, which I definitely don't have any of, by the way. So, like, I think the, the, the industry, just, just to buttress my point here, not buttress, but I guess solidify my point. The industry knows. And this guy, I think, is detached. But what I think, I think, like, what my thought, my biggest thought is the second, his second tweet. 
the real the the real truth he says as opposed to the unreal truth is the streamers yeah. should be playing the de- should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream and they should be buying a license like any other real business or any real business and paying for the content they use and i think this shows that his perspective of streaming is completely detached from the reality of 99% of people who stream uh he's again, looking i again he's not wrong but i think he's He's going. He's definitely phrasing this in like a really dumb way. But I, uh, what I'm saying is, it shows his perspective because he's only looking at the big whoa. streamers who have thousands of people watching. It's a thing that logistically would make it so that let's plays would have never happened in the first place. Yes, yeah, because absolutely. you, everyone starts from zero. Yeah. yeah, and when you start from zero, you don't have an income to spend on licenses. And whatever the fuck that even would be in that case, and so you can't really, like, so, it, it, like, and if, and if it came into practice now, that would mean that like no new channels would come into existence because no one could afford to start streaming because they need to but now, instantly make enough money from each thing to do the thing. Like even at my level, like, especially if, it, if, I, if especially if you don't have Patreon, like at my level, even my margins are thin enough that if I paid for every single game via some kind of license fee that's probably significantly higher than obviously buying the game uh that would be more than what i make from playing the entire game wow keith i can't <laughs> yeah. believe you figured out what the the giant core of why radio is dying as an industry congratulations you figured it out and radio has a lot of protections actually in comparison to other radio is such a fucking at least here in portugal you have to spend it so is very much expensive to, for to sure, get yeah. started and then the out like the payout you get the from payout, it is yeah. so Radio garbage. is dying. Radio and, is dying because it's just the old technology because, that don't use people don't well, use. Well, also That's this. Why. This is why because you have to pay a license for every song that you play, and then you need to get people to pay you to put their ads in between those songs, and yeah. it's not good. And this is like the, what he's talking about is kind of what YouTube would love to do, which is make you responsible for that's finding true. advertisements. Because if that, they can make true. you responsible, you'll never fucking make it and you'll die and go away and they can close that's YouTube for, for, so for months. That's what I was going to say. The thing is, like, you you look at this reality that he's proposing and Twitch is like, yes, that is, I would love that to be the case. Because what Twitch wants is for the small channels not to exist and it only to be the big channels. No. And it happens Twitch for wants, any platform. Twitch just I swear wants it to, to go you, away. Twitch just wants the, Twitch to go away. It doesn't want to pay for oh, it anymore. Yeah, it's a fucking waste of money. But, it, Dude, but if, like... It, it's only a waste of money because there are so many small channels. If they could no, pivot, it's a, their... it's a waste of money because video streaming is a huge waste of it's resources. It's so expensive, for and sure, it's yeah, so yeah. expensive to do over cloud computing, which is literally the only way you could sustain this kind of infrastructure. Like it's, I think they would be profitable if there were only like only two thousand channels and everybody had like ten thousand viewers at the same yeah, time. I think it would be profitable. Congrats, Colonel! You figured out how how cable works. <laughs> Like, yeah, and that's, that's why exactly I'm saying, why cable is television that's why the I'm way saying, it is. <laughs> if Twitch could have a say in this, if Twitch could say, okay, from now on, everybody that streams games needs to pay for a license, they would do that. I swear yeah, to you, they would Twi- kill all the small Twitch channels. Twitch and YouTube are at a point where they're, be, well. they're, where they're like, all right, we're successfully a big behemoth industry, and that we got there on the backs of everybody starting from scratch and getting here via pure enthusiasm and working for Whoa. free for years and whatnot. But now that we're now that we've made it, it's really for our best if like millions of you vanish now because <laughs> even you, Patreon you do cost did the money. same thing. Even Patreon had an attitude that was like that. They 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 uh, do you remember where when they started uh, to change how the small payments worked? 
for uh, one euro, I think. I don't think the Patreon was the same topic, really, because I don't think they really have the same kind of hosting costs, where I don't think... But I that's what I'm even Patreon being scummy. Yeah, Patreon yeah, inherently yeah. scales, so yeah. it doesn't really yeah. matter if you're a small creator or a large creator that's on their I'm platform. Saying, like, Instead, it was that they were just trying to they were trying to find a way to recontextualize the math behind charging so that they can just make more money from it and hope yeah. that nobody noticed that they were making a change that hurt everybody but them. That's why I'm saying they have the perfect case scenario where, like, they really they got the gig going. Yeah. It's amazing. All they have to do is to stop being being. Yeah, being, under, uh, under capitalism, it's margin. never enough to just sit at that's a thing the that's working right yeah. now. You always make pa- the Patreon next is, step of how do I how do I extract more while yeah. not necessarily spending more or contributing more or, or actually yeah. offering any more features. How do I just find a what can I get away with? That's the whole system. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I like. That's why I'm saying this is scary. This is scary stuff, honestly, because it, it is a possibility that I say scary as somebody who makes videos, obviously, and and certainly as somebody who watches them. I like I find small channels that I enjoy a lot every once in a while, and I'm like I'm, and you can see that you know they don't they don't have the experience, they might not have the the chops, uh, or they just don't have the time to put out content as I would want it, or they don't finish the let's plays or whatever. But the small channels, I think for somebody who watches let's plays are the, where it's at. And there's the, so and many I, tiny channels. Like I made that yeah. video recommending all those channels that are large, smaller than mine, but like, I've been thinking of potentially doing a second video because I have so many <laughs> more that I, cause I, I didn't even try to, to actually go through my subscriber list. When I did that, I've, I know so many more channels. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, th- so it's really I, I feel really rough because I, uh, I I know enough about tech that I can't really say I can't really give an opinion that's fair because I am coming from a place with more knowledge. But I think it's stupid that people put all their eggs in one basket. I get it's convenient. I get it's easy. But relying on a company to host your video has always been a really dumb thing. Always, I think. I th- yeah, but I, I think, think it's only I think dumb people thing. are just starting to learn that now when their like livelihoods depend on it, and they're like, "Wait, this giant company can just end me, my career, if it but wants to." And that's I kind think of that's scary. The problem. I think that's, that's, that's the problem. There's no laws. There's no protection for the end user, and those laws could exist if, like, Europe has well, has a more. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, Europe has more of a little bit of a background in that, in making sure that companies are accountable and have more of a little bit of social responsibility. But don't get me wrong; it's not, it's not, it's not well, drastically different. But I mean, I we could Europe live can, in a world. We Europe could live in a world where where we put our eggs in all, 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 all of our eggs in one basket, like Google, in, in a world with big corporations that still wouldn't have that problem. Like it's not inherent to the system that uh, that it's dangerous to to bet everything on Google or or Twitch. No, I think it, it's possible it's, to create a system like this. I, I think that there issue. there are some some things are like a grocery store is a good place to put all your eggs in one basket. It makes sense to sell all of your food and all of your products in one convenient location. It doesn't make sense to only buy uh, to only live off of grocery store brand food. It makes zero sense to to like you cannot live unless you buy the specific company brand mac and cheese. Like that's not good because if you put all of your eggs into that, like there are different ways that you could get yourself into a committed uh, situation. 
Um, the thing is, that's, that's the difference it, is that people are hosting video in one website thinking that because of how many people go to that platform, that is the draw of why it's worth the risk. But it, there is a way that you can, t- you can take advantage of that platform and move people yeah. away from it. Um, and that, I mean, people are like, trying to, different, different platform types and different groups are trying to figure out how to diversify and so on. Like you have like the curiosity stream. Is that the one that like a lot of yeah. the leftist and video essay people mm-hmm. are all like on and so on? Like people are trying to form their secondary platforms. They're like the equivalent of like the Rooster Teeth website, but it's a, but it's, for many, for many styles of video, it's a prohibitively expensive solution. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Let and alone streaming. Let alone but, streaming. You know, I think unfortunately, big, that's because... Like, for Let's still... Players and streamers, you make so much content that you can't really afford to host it all yourself. But also, even if you did, there's no mechanism free of which that website you made independently would ever grow. So you're yeah. still dependent on growth via YouTube and then trying to redirect them to somewhere else. And it's it's just not... It doesn't... It leads to not... And then everyone... And you can't, and you can't like, convince anyone to go to your other website because they're like, but you're already on youtube i'm just gonna keep watching you here and it's like yeah people people flock to large platforms and don't want to leave them too and well, that's yeah, before I you mean, cons- that's, that's because consumers are are dumb yeah uh, until you're ninja or something it, and then you're like ah the, i'm i signed a deal over here you have to follow me but the like, and that's before you consider that and if you want to make it dies yeah he pockets all that money the thing is if you the problem is that some and there's some businesses and you, and video streaming is one of them that uh, you can be profitable and or not profitable but you can you know be in the black without being in the red uh, at lower volumes of of a market but if you grow you basically drive yourself out of the market because the prof the the expenditure grows faster than the profits so the sustainability isn't always a, about the level that you're at is also a, a, your potential growth and for video I mean, streaming the more the more viewers you get doesn't directly correlate to the more money you get, depending on which service or what type of service you have. And Twitch has that problem. The growth of Twitch doesn't directly correlate to the profit that that uh, it generates for Amazon. And and that's why yeah. create and Amazon is just bankrolling Twitch because they bought it obviously, but there's many reasons behind that. But it's something. It's a place that smaller 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 platforms can't cope with. The and modern, this is like I mean modern capitalism is fucking baffling in many ways because there's just so many companies that can just start up on an idea and then float on not being profitable for like a decade and yeah. be like a, and in some cases they're like like things like Twitter and whatnot like that you have you have platforms that become like cornerstones of modern society uh, because of their sheer amount of success and reach and they still aren't turning a profit and you're like, like Twitter how and does Twitch the world and YouTube fucking even. work <laughs> That's true. Uh, deception. It's but so it's, fucking uh, like, strange. I, I mean, it's, it's that wasn't the case with Twitch though. Twitch was profitable. Uh, Twitch was profitable before uh, before no. Amazon bought it. It, it was, was not... it, was, it was called Justin TV for a few years. <laughs> I always forget about Justin TV. Yeah, Justin TV. And they, I think it was when they started allowing people to become uh, <laughs> par- partners, where when they had market solvability. What's it called when you when you're good with solvency. your solvency? I think yeah. it's yeah. I, I've I've heard. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure about this, so don't quote me, quote me on any of this. But I think that's when they sort of became okay, and that's when they started expanding. But that's the problem. It's that just because the, the, sometimes expanding is bad for you, and video streaming is one of those things, especially well, when yeah. you get feature creep and stuff like that 
because Twitch it's has more... so much stuff going. Well, the problem again is that it costs way too much to yeah. stream video to millions of people, and that's why Amazon bought it is because Google has their own and they're they're keeping it alive because they own their own server like cloud server infrastructure. If Google and didn't so own Amazon, YouTube, yeah, yeah. YouTube would have been dead years ago. That's I why Mixer that died. Been, like, I don't Mixer wanna... died is because Microsoft was like, I'm not paying for this fucking shit. This sucks, dude. No, no, like, but you just... also need to, to consider that it died because it was Microsoft's. Because if it were independent, what? it might... It might. The no. thing is, like... They had to sell you... it because they couldn't afford to keep making it staying oh, okay. independent. I see. Twitch did the I same see. thing. Twitch is like, okay, we have, like, millions of people here. How do you profit? And Amazon was like, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not... Profits no. for chumps. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that from you. <laughs> Uh, there was no way Twitch would have survived without selling, and that's that's why they did it. They wouldn't have sold. There, like, there was no, there was no incentive for them to sell if they could potentially be making the YouTube money. The problem they, the reason they sold is because they couldn't reach that. That that is a that's not a real thing. YouTube doesn't make you know like all, all Google's profit. Google just it you yeah, Google is just a sugar daddy to YouTube. It just I sits think... there and gives it money every so often, and in exchange, YouTube uses its entire reach to sell advertisements. But that advertisement money is nothing compared to like Google.com advertisement money. Oh yeah, that too. Like so, yeah. It's but just, I, it's just I, like I actually another. Think YouTube it... is now profitable. I, th- I remember hearing something about I it think, that, like a I year think, ago. I think YouTube Red did that. Yeah, yeah I think, I think yeah. YouTube Red yeah. was what finally tipped it over, which also makes them have a way of dealing with not only the bad ad prices that we all have to deal with, but also just a way of circumventing all the people using Adblock is coming over the subscription service and, and trying to come up with features for it that people would pay for. Yeah. And, and it's also mean, another subscription and that I Twitch was talking about that, before. Twitch has that too now, <laughs> thanks to Amazon. They have Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, Which, by the way, confu- uh, talking about just confusing money and profitability, I'm just like, Amazon Prime is not very expensive... But every it, it single is very m- expensive. What are you talking about? It, it's not especially expensive. No, uh, for what? any monthly service. It depends on how much really. you buy. It depends on how much you buy. I'm talking it's about like, like no, I'm, ju- I'm just saying the monthly price of Amazon Prime as oh, far as as far as memberships I mean, go. Amazon Prime is a pretty cheap subscription in the scheme of things. Because the yearly cost of it's like 119 bucks, and it's like yeah, it yeah, that's it not started at a hundred. That's about that's about ten dollars a month, which is not very yeah. expensive. That's my point. Uh, what I'm saying is that one of the like that gives you access to a lot of, to a lot of strange things, and it's apparently so fucking profitable that they can afford to like make entire prime video like movies and TV shows and whatnot, like The Boys and things like that. So it's some like they're making money, but at the same time, there's bizarre elements like how you can pledge part of that money to Twitch people because if you have a prime month, membership, yeah. you can just you can sub every month for free to someone which gives them a few dollars and i'm like you're literally giving away a portion of your subscription to a completely different service to this twitch person and i'm like that just cuts down on how much they're making from your overall subscription because you're giving part of it away to not them and it's like there's moments like that where i'm just like how does how the fuck does the math work on these services sometimes? <laughs> well, like, who's Am- make, okay. How does any of this profit? So Amazon again, this is this is because you're you're looking at it from 
the 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 what you can see level well that's the thing is a lot of entire parts of society are just like this entire industry doesn't profit and it's made like you have mega corporations that have 17 different industries and entire arms of their company never turn a profit but they're just there because like xbox likes to uh, microsoft likes to have a console so they're gonna keep making a console even if it's always losing money have you not seen like because they like it's like the market recognition they just they're in everything all the time I was going to say the oil industry is like cruises that. Cruises are the least profitable companies on the planet, and they are the most somehow the most like important for tourism, which is how some countries just survive, and yeah. they, they just suck. They never profit. Every time there's any kind of economic instability, like airlines are the first company to go like, "That's it, we're dead," and it's like, yeah. "What the fuck, guys?" It's one of, you, it's you one of those like innocence lost moments where you're taught the myth of capitalism and how it's this magical thing, and it just pro- and like. It made the best man win. We're all on equal footing, and you just gotta try really hard and follow your dreams. But in reality, like all of the super happens. companies don't make money, but get to be the top people anyway, and make it impossible to compete with them, even though they're not profiting. And then, yeah. and, and then also taxes are bullshit because every single company that actually does make money then finds ways to pretend they're not making money so that they don't pay taxes. So, like, both these systems are inherently completely fucking broken, and you're like, what the fuck is a person ever supposed to do? Keith, they're not broken. They're designed that way. It's exactly. like how they, yeah, I know, but I mean, I mean, like, like I mean, they're broken compared to the way you're taught they're supposed to work. To the work. way you're taught, like, absolutely. I'm, I'm the, propaganda. The, way, the way you're taught is a myth. Like yeah, Amazon, you're taught, you're Amazon economics. <laughs> Amazon destroyed yeah, the entire world's too. economy of bookstores and so on, and then keeps spreading to other fields from there. But they didn't even yeah. get to be the best bookstore by being the best bookstore. They cheated then too. So it's not even like well, they were yeah. once upon a time just outcompeted everybody via the the fair rules of capitalism, and then via their vast wealth started exerting power on society. It's like no, they literally cheated at destroying all the bookstores while they were being created because there's a bunch of systems where a company can just like not turn a profit and just fucking well, just undercut everyone in the world and just not be making money, money in the process and yeah. then just yeah fucking have like investments and, and whatnot I mean, yeah again it wasn't it's not surprising that's just how it always has worked the difference is that you, you in, don't it's you, again it's not how it always has worked, t- billionaires don't talk about how they became billionaires because if they did so then you would all just do the same undercut methods and then you'd have to patch the holes. It's like you don't when you when you can break <laughs> into a system, you don't tell everyone, hey, the system's broken right here. This is how you get in. You but just But we know how the system is broken. It's not a no, secret. No, no, no. No, we most people don't know how a system's broken. No, no, most people don't want to believe that the system is broken. That's even well, worse than them not knowing. Yeah, but, that that's means the they'll, but, they'll willfully but ignore it and they'll recoil the, against it, and there'll be somebody in the comments of this very video that's like in patriotism mode and they have to just also, believe the things they believe like because it's like it's like growing up in a religion and yeah. again it doesn't matter Absolutely. because the hole that you can get into for capitalism requires you to have capital like that's why it's called capitalism yeah exactly. is that you need capital to make it work and to make it work yeah none of us have the capital to do like jeff bezos didn't start out as like a poor fucking kid on a boat with no parents he showed up with quite a good wealthy startup 
and then used investment money to literally go, what if we just charge nothing for books while everyone else has to like, you know, profit. <laughs> and then we can literally just ride on investment until uh, we destroy book industry. And then We're we can the raise our prices once books. everyone else doesn't exist yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's, it's genius. And it's, then what did they why do? Go, they did why it that. feels like cult shit when you look back at school and it's like, now everybody stand up for your fascist pledge of allegiance. And then now that we've now that we're done with that. Now we're going to tell you about the invisible hand of the market. Like it's Santa Claus. <laughs> like there's all these fucking oh. like fairy tales they tell you because they're just teaching you not how to succeed in society, but how to believe in society. Well, yeah, Ooh, the that's idea, such a good take. It, I love that way of, of saying it, which is, that is again, such a, that is so true. My that's God. The, that, and again, that's the point like that I'm trying to make here is that like, uh, it, it that video streaming services can't be profitable unless you have somebody who's going to sugar daddy you. It's just not feasible. And there's no, it's, it, I don't know that that's true though. No, it, I, th- it, I think they can be profitable. Quibi. <laughs> it, it's gone. Yeah. It, why is Quibi gone? That was so quick. It just showed up. It had all of these Hollywood people jumping in on. They had so much I investment. Think it was just wildly come- unsuccessful. <laughs> That's the thing. I think Be- because it's, used it it's and- so the the line you walk to make a streaming service even just is, yeah, stay afloat yeah. is so thin that unless you have a, a yeah. big big fat fucking net behind you like like Katzenberg it has his entire career as a safety net so you can just fall out and do whatever the fuck he wants but like you know the the guy who made Mixer doesn't have a fallout he's just like well I made Mixer and I. And maybe yeah. it will get bought, and if it doesn't get bought, then I can shut it down. And oh Quibi well. was especially like, fucked because many of these platforms can start from scratch and just like try to, br- try to break even that to keep the their problem. costs even with the whatever profit they're making and so on. But in the case of something like Quibi, there's a massive front-end investment, not just on the technology and infrastructure level, but also like the massive investment they made on like talent that made it so they had to hit a certain threshold or they were gonna just they were just fucked. <laughs> No, yeah. I think uh, Quibi was the one that uh, was like supposed to be like seven, eight minute videos. Yeah, and you could try yeah. to watch it on profile. That was or, just dumb. Or portrait, which was a, <laughs> so, or landscape yeah, or portrait, but, which was the most dumb thing. Yeah, but the but the again the idea is that with with the investment that they had with the the names like it's not I. It's not as if Quibi wasn't bringing in investment capital. Quibi That's was true. bringing in yeah. good amount of investment capital, but keeping a streaming platform alive for millions of people to watch is fucking expensive. And even yeah. if you have good investment platform, you know, you know what makes it you a lot easier as well when you <laughs> own the fucking cloud infrastructure, like Amazon or YouTube or like Google. Like both of them own cloud infrastructure. Microsoft was like, "I'm not doing this. I'm gonna fucking it's a waste of money." And Amazon and YouTube are just going to be making more numbers you than sure? they ever will. Yes. Are you sure they're not making it? Because Microsoft... Um, Mi- Microsoft bought Mixer and then shut down Mixer. <laughs> like, yeah, but in regards to the infrastructure, though, aren't they... I mean, this is, the, isn't the Xbox Pass supposed to be to allow you later on to stream games as well, like the Stadia? Uh, they, I mean, they're using their their cloud infrastructure to make that work. Yeah, but there's does no Xbox One not not have game streaming yet, like PS4 does. It does. No, no, no. The the, the other kind of streaming, the one like Stadia, because it's that's also I mean, that's what I mean. The PS4 yeah. has a whole. It's called PlayStation Now. Yeah. Oh yeah, but you need to have a play, uh, ne- you need to have an Xbox though. 
Uh, well, so the Xbox Game Pass is you still need to download the game. Oh, and you're talking you, about, you're you talking it. about the Xbox Game Pass letting you stream games on PC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Without no, an no, Xbox. No. no, he's talking about like literally you don't need hardware. You just stream yeah. the game. That's yeah. what he's talking oh, about. Oh, like to a computer. Uh, oh, to like a TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, like, you always need phone. some kind of hardware. Like that's a so, smart yeah, TV yeah. at least and stuff. Both, both Sony and Microsoft are not there yet. And the reason Microsoft is not there yet is because again, well, Okay, the reason Microsoft is not there is because I imagine it's probably a shit hell of a hole to try to do anything oh, yeah. like that. Because the, <laughs> the bureaucracy and corporate red tape must be a- egregious. Whereas yes. Amazon is probably the same way, but a little bit easier, to depending on what, like... They, I mean, they have more of a market control to the point where, like, you look at the, look at the way they treat their affiliates on, on the links alone for Amazon. Well, they treat okay. them like garbage. They're like, so, they don't care. So if I, you, I, I if can you hear see... weird padding noises, it's because I'm petting a dog. <laughs> Amazon is a weird company to talk about, yeah. uh, at least financially. Cause, so Microsoft gets their money in a very different way than Amazon gets their money, in a very different way than Google gets their money. And that is indicative of how they go about keeping alive certain services. Um and it, like Microsoft, for example, has a big has a big fat dumb dumb ass bad habit of buying a bunch of cool shit and then going, uh oh wait, I I didn't actually want this, and then they just drop it on the ground, uh like Skype or Mixer or LinkedIn or the list goes on. Um, Amazon, on the other hand, when they buy stuff, it's usually because they want to expand to a new market in order to further the their 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 platform so which is amazon the business and so yeah going to twitch is a great idea because now you want to buy your merch sell your merch on amazon you want to uh you know like you can buy a bunch of cool twitch merch on amazon and if you have prime you can get it in two days free or if you get amazon prime you can have access to streaming and twitch like they're trying to like you know meld it into like into their entire identity and google does the same thing when they buy like they bought nest and they're like yeah nest is cute now it's just google home and you're like uh what happened yeah, but that nest? was just a no, name nest change, is though. still there it's just google home now it's just and, a like, name change though yeah but and the reason google home is important is because then it helps them find more things to advertise to you it, it helps build that yeah. uh the adsense catalog for like ah i see that he uh you know, he buys X and X things because his Nest shows that an Amazon package arrives. So maybe I should try to sway him to buy more Amazon packages. Like, they're, they're, it, each company has its own different way. And that's why I think, like, I don't think Microsoft was able to make Mixer work because they couldn't find a way to make it fit into their non-existent ecosystem. Because Microsoft doesn't have an ecosystem. They're just... Microsoft, they just kind of do whatever exists. Whereas Amazon, they live a lot from the the, the enterprise. They well, still be, work based on business to, business to business a lot. Because Microsoft, most of Microsoft's profit comes from selling operating systems. Like I think, that's, it, and also that's like, their money like, and like buying yeah. Mixer doesn't make people buy Windows machines. So what the fuck is the purpose? And like that's again, that's like why the Xbox is kind of funky because. Buying an Xbox doesn't make people buy a Windows operating system. Like I think it's, the it's biggest, a weird. The biggest flop that Microsoft has done recently in regards to specifically Windows is the Windows Store that is so bad that it is drove it? I away. Think the, I think the Windows Store is like at least a good push towards something. May, like maybe at least these a, days it's want, better. 
If you want to buy something, buy it on the Windows Store, which you can only do on a Windows computer. Like, at least it makes people buy an operating system. But, like, I have no idea what, uh, like, I have no idea what the point of buying LinkedIn was for Microsoft. What is that accomplishing as a company? It's like... It's it's the business to business. LinkedIn is still very, very much used by I mean, oh, I don't use it, but sure. I I mean, LinkedIn is important and it's used by a lot of people. But what does yeah. it benefit Microsoft to own it rather than hmm. I see say you, you know like rather than say I don't know fucking Joe Bonanza's fucking fancy fruits like they could go own LinkedIn and it, would it change anything? Would what does Microsoft bring to LinkedIn that makes it so different? And like you can argue, well, they now they have all these LinkedIn videos and all these uh, tutorials and like you pay for a LinkedIn Gold subscription and you can. Uh, get access to a bunch of cool stuff. Great, <laughs> in, a, like, in, a, in, a, in the world of 2020. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like great. That's, oh my uh, god, these companies see, are like. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the, the the whole point coming back to the idea is that the less people on these streaming platforms, the cheaper it would be, and the easier and the easiest way to make less people on a streaming platform is to suffocate them with legislation, and so. If you don't change fair use to accommodate them, then at any time, for any reason, you can suddenly bring down a guillotine and go, okay, we just got rid of all of these people, and now Twitch can still be sustained by artists and music makers and people who aren't, uh, and like just let's chat people who aren't playing video games. And YouTube can just go back to being about blogs and dumb animal videos. But all those people are at OnlyFans now. They're not at Twitch. But but that's the thing, is like, it, it... if you don't like the the idea of buying a license makes sense because that's how you do that's how you show it only i think it only makes sense in in the sense of how all of all media has been shown to other people that's normally how it goes but it doesn't make sense sense if if it doesn't make sense if your goal is to promote your game because if you want to oh, promote yeah, something, sure. you don't ask someone to buy something from me. Like, uh, I don't imagine, maybe I'm wrong, but I do not imagine that, uh, I don't imagine that a newspaper pays a company to advertise on their newspaper. They say, hey, uh, if you give us X amount of money, we'll give you this spot in our newspaper, which reaches this amount of people, which means we can, you know, then that means you can potentially get this much back in return from people seeing your ad, and yeah, that's but, kind of the point. But you're, um, now you're now you're talking about the more sort of the moral question of this, or of who benefits from I, from from let's play. I'm more just talking about like this is how business works, and let's playing kind of gets away because it's very easy business. You just buy a game, record it, and then upload it to a, a channel, and that's about all the 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 work you gotta do really. You can get a little bit more invested when you start making real money because now you got to do taxes. But like beyond that, you're not worrying about license distribution. You're not worried about like having contacts in the industry. You know, reaching out to Michael at EA and making sure, hey Michael, am I allowed to like play your newest Call of Duty game or whatever? And Michael's like, well, actually, no, you can't play fucking level five because we put a cool special in there. <laughs> and like, th- like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into, like, television. Like, if a television wants to play a movie or even just a stupid, shitty show, it has to go through a bunch of hoops and hollers to do that. And But those hoops also only exist because of the, of the, of the laws that surround television, because it didn't well, used to be like and, that at the beginning. Well, yeah, and the reason those hoops and hollers exist is because somebody needs to make more money. And the, the person that needs to make more money is not the person that's watching the content. <laughs> like, it's or not the person so, who's... It, 
who's making well, it yeah, a lot of the time. Not, well, no, the person who's making the content is supposed to get the most money. That's the well, end goal. I'm talking, I'm talking us as, as Let's Players and streamers. But you didn't make content. I, I'm making content. No. You're making not, a commentary track. That's all you're that's doing. That's content. That's well, content. Sure. Because you but, can't play the game. It's not, it's a, if it is, it would be a commentary track if I, there's that stuff for video, for movies, for example. You make a commentary track over a movie and somebody else has to buy the movie and listen to your commentary which, track as you listen yes, to the movie. Which is ideally what most, probably most game designers uh, would prefer you do since you're not just I don't think so, showing the video. But, I, th- uh, I think I don't think that I, I don't think there's well, any considering your you're making money off of them uh off of a game of that they work. made. And yeah. there is the argument to be made that yes, showing that uh like, oh, you play a game on a, on live stream and then it causes other people to go buy that game and thus it means the company makes more money and everyone wins. But the problem is that you've made money and you're not supposed to make money exactly. because they exactly. could make more money if you didn't make any money. I, but I don't they... think that's the case, though. I think they, they look at our money and they say, I want some of that pie. But they fail to see that sometimes, and in this case, I think it is one of the... This, one of those cases where the synergy between two industries, one is the let's play industry and the, and the streaming and the synergy between that industry and the gaming industry is so important that I think let's players and streamers making more money because there's more people watching and, and giving bits and whatnot trans, uh, translates into the, the game companies making more money. And you see that with some games more than others, for sure. And that, that you know, Which... sometimes there's there's a question. But, what, like, you can see that with GTA. You can see that with uh, City Builders. You can see that with uh, competitive games like Fortnite and and, uh, and and anything that basically is popular on Twitch. And that stuff doesn't happen by mistake. It's, you know, people cater to the genres yeah. that work the best. I... But the point is, I think that the popularity... The popularity on streaming and the popularity of streaming and of Let's Plays aids to the profits of the gaming industry. So the, if they, it's like killing the, 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 the golden eggs chicken because they want all the golden eggs if they kill streaming. It's basically the same premise. They want all, they want all the things for them, but streams they are, fail to see it. It's definitely been proven this year that streams are like ungodly capable of deciding the fate of a game. Because yeah. we, oh, literally, yeah, for sure. we literally, like, the streaming industry necromanced a two-year-old game into being the most popular <laughs> game in the world, basically. Or one of them. Like, yeah. Among Us just fucking yeah. spread I up. Mean, and everyone on the planet would assume it was a new game. But it came Minecraft. out in 2018. Just yeah, think but, of Minecraft. Minecraft rode, like, the popularity of Minecraft is exclusively because of videos. No, it's, I don't it, know about it would that. not. Uh, I, I don't think so. It, Minecraft's it's, very it's old birth, before a lot of Minecraft this industry was really happening. Much. Well, Minecraft no. is the birth of Let's Plays. I'm sorry, no, the like Minecraft, Let's Plays Minecraft, is a sad, sad existence of. We were hanging out and TVs. playing Minecraft in your garage, like the first year we were doing Let's Plays. Basically, but that's where every every like, yeah, Let's that, Player started, though. No, I'm saying like I'm saying I'm saying Minecraft might have done more to. Uh, grow the let's oh, play industry let, oh, than, yeah, than yeah. let's plays did to grow Minecraft. But I think why, Minecraft but that's predates most of this entire industry as a whole. Uh, it might I have see, been I a symbi- it might have been a symbiotic back and forth relationship eventually because mm. then you have the next generation yeah. of kids growing up and all their streamers are playing Minecraft and they want to buy Minecraft because it's yeah, so yeah. old now that people have grown up since it was made and it's still popular but minecraft had a hell of a a a buzz around it like it was an indie darling well before any sort of like 
you like video yeah, coverage but, like, was spreading it. It, it w- Minecraft was a successful game before uh, people recorded videos of Minecraft. But I don't I, think it would have been the same success at all. Yes, it would have. Absolutely. Uh, I absolutely believe that because Minecraft is so simplistic. Mm. It is so basic and it is so easy to run on any machine, any console. It it doesn't need I think I'm, it's, I think it's, I think it might have I think it might have plateaued after a few years without video. Maybe. I, I think once it moved to consoles, it would have had a second life. And yeah, I think but from it, there, but it, moved, you would it moved to consoles because Microsoft bought it. And Microsoft bought it because of its next level popularity. Yeah, yeah. And that might have been yeah. well beyond the plateau it would have hit without videos. But it was definitely like almost nightmarishly successful even without that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It had, I, it had yeah. a strong start. Like it was I'm so popular during, during the alpha and beta. I think I'm defining the success of Minecraft, the price alone of what Microsoft paid for it. That's the success yeah, of Minecraft. Because even before the even before Microsoft ever bought it, Minecraft it was, was so popular, successful yeah. that it brought us early access games as a concept. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. was the first one that, that, that brought this idea. Like there, there technically was other like betas or whatever, but like specifically like Minecraft was like the idea of like, here is the entire game. We're going to update it while it's being made. We're going to arbitrarily say it's done one day after many years, but you're going to keep buying it, playing a game for years. That's that just has a disclaimer claiming it's unfinished, but you still pay to play mm-hmm. it. And it's not like a free uh, public beta or anything like that. That became the industry for like the last decade because of Minecraft alone. Yeah. Yep. Let alone a lot of voxel stuff and everything. And a lot of that was going on before Microsoft and its big peaks. But yeah, like it was, it it definitely didn't just get its start because of uh, YouTube or anything. Because it was too early. Like like PewDiePie was so fucking young as a channel in 2010. PewDiePie started with Minecraft. No, not just. No, it was Jacksecticide. Was it? No, he started with Minecraft. Was it Jacksecticide? Was it? Yeah. Uh, PewDiePie's big popular surge where everyone remembers him from was amnesia the dark descent but minecraft started in 2011 like it's actually it's it's really funny to think about like late 2011 right when we started playing right when we started doing youtube andrew was like the month where like dark souls and skyrim and minecraft all came out like simultaneously (laughs) which is really funny to think about what a basket of uh opportunity yeah we had the uh i i mean i squandered it too (laughs) i mean well that's my life Ultimately, I think the uh, the entire I, I get to to wrap up this tweet. I get the I get where he's coming from. I don't think there's any re- there there is no like middle ground way to make this let's play thing s- fixed. Like there's you're not gonna you can't just show up and be no, like all yeah. right I have a solution to make let's playing you know every makes everyone happy. Like there is no solution. The, the yeah. The, the ultimate yeah. thing is like, yeah, you should be paying the developers. Okay, every developer? So I need to like chunk out 90% <laughs> of my profit to go to EA, Ubisoft, Blizzard, fucking Nintendo, fucking... Like, what, I gotta pay every fucking publisher a $10 a month deal like I do with Netflix just so I can play a game? Like, fuck yeah. you, that's not gonna happen. And you could say like, oh, I'm gonna pay, what, you're gonna yeah, pay as somebody who has a gaming, pay- As somebody who has like a gaming PR folder that's always flooded all the time, like, it is very interesting to see how there's a bargaining situation based on how much subs you have and how, and what kind of what kind of game scale it has and whatnot where they have a completely different expectation from case to case of like whether or not they basically want you to work for them or if they're going to like ha- wait on you hand and feet to like 
figure out how to make it work best for you because we just really want exposure and like it's an it's an amazing yeah. dynamic change for like this bizarre power also, also just to issue a retraction minecraft launched in 2009 the 1.0 1.0 which felt like it came, took forever to come out was 2011 <laughs> It was Jeez, only it was go. it only took two and a half years to hit 1.0, which felt like an eternity back then. But now is like a pretty concise early access. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty short. So it's been in, Minecraft has been 1.0 for nine years. Well, <laughs> I mean it's 1.16 now. Well, yeah, it's well, yeah, well, infinite updates. I think I think what I like about our discussion that we had today is that we sort of pivoted the point from the superficial aspect of his tweet, but to st- discuss the system underlying all this, which is the well, you know the profitability of Twitch and and, and YouTube, because that's what we need day, to think he of. Made a, he just made a shitty tweet. And for sure, like, for sure. But like, he provided but no dis- like no answers. He's just like, yeah, you guys suck. You're stealing stuff and walked but away. But when we like, discuss okay, this, we thanks, need we, <laughs> thanks God what, like. <laughs> Did we go this when long discuss- without pointing out the really funny part? Uh, oh, which one? Which, yeah, which, there's so many multiple funny parts to <laughs> well, this the, the, big, entire- the biggest, most funniest part of this entire thing is that he himself worked on Journey of the Savage Planet, oh. which was an indie scale game, which relies, like, that entire industry, that entire part of the industry relies heavily on streamers and whatnot to give it any exposure, like, you know, like Stardew and Among Us and so yeah. on. But then the next stage of that being funny is the fact that his banner image is a is Jack Septiceye fan art of his Savage Planet playthrough. So it's Where literally he specifically cut out the signature of the artist. as yeah, well. Yeah, because he because <laughs> on to purpose. Be, which to, well, well to be fair, like that's how twit that's how the Twitter banner works. Like he wanted to fit the name of the game yeah. obviously into the frame of his banner. And if you frame it that way, then the uh, bottom, okay. like yeah. you actually can see just barely part of the signature if you click on it. He could, it's just where it happened to clip. But he also, could have it's added not a little his bit artwork to the sides. Well, it's, it's not his artwork. Yeah, not only is it him taking somebody else's artwork when he when he's having this kind of tweet, but more more specifically, it's just the fact that it's artwork celebrating a streamer that, and it's like it's like his, him having this kind of stance is like somewhat undercut by having like a streamer's. A st- specifically a streamer of his game as the banner image of his thing it's like hmm and he's like oh you streamers <laughs> yeah. you better watch out and I'm like okay you know your your uh you know your game had official artwork right <laughs> yeah but it wasn't uh it wasn't what made their game popular <laughs> so yeah yeah no i mean that's that's the thing is like at the end of the day he just showed up and it said shit and left but didn't do you know like he basically flipped a table over and then walked away and it's like so is there a better table or are you just going to be a fucking asshole? And he's like, but look, no, I'm just a fucking look, asshole. I'm going to walk out. It's like, okay, look, thanks. Andrew, <laughs> look, Andrew, we went and we discussed and we went to the point that's most important, which is the freaking system of profitability for YouTube and Twitch. Because that's, I think, what people it's, need to think about for the oh, future, but also for right now. Look, all that matters to me is I Listen, think this I'm conversation just to get to has been... <laughs> This conversation has been completely boring enough that we can now talk about Genshin Impact. And I think almost all of the people who are here for it have dropped off. So I literally don't know how we spent a hundred minutes already. I I, you know what in some cases in some cases literally, literally, because I got up and walked away because the dogs the dog was dancing. I think he wanted out. (laughs) As they do. Yeah. Good doggo. He was doing the like he like the, the bow. But like the yeah. pounce bow, where he pounces towards the direction, then bows towards you. Like, ah, come on, this way. Oh, with the, come with here, the, you stupid paws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're outside now. 
But yeah. So, so anyway, Genshin Impact. Uh, Genshin Impact. Uh, Andrew decided he was going to back up his words from earlier, so he decided to play it for a long time. And then I heard yes. he was doing that, so I decided to play it for like an hour and a half as like a let's <laughs> as like a let's try that would like replace you know one day's RPG slot video basically because that was a reasonable thing for my schedule. Uh, and then people got angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even okay. So hold on. I want to well talk. Keep talking about it, but I'm going to bring up your video because I want to see. It's just how the endless sliding are. scale where it's like it's it's unprofessional and bad, and how dare you to talk about a thing without knowing about it more? So then I give it a let's try that is three times the amount of time I normally give to a game in a let's try, but somehow mm-hmm. that let's try is still unfair. But that people don't yell that on all my other let's tries all the time. It's like you don't even beat, and it's and it's always an on the sliding scale of like it's either like you went in trying to hate it or like they can always just reinterpret stuff to make it so that any any like opinion you have doesn't mean anything anyway, even though it's just opinions anyway. It's still just one person's opinion. Why are they so fixated? But then also like you didn't finish the tutorial anyway, and it's not the real game yet, and it gets good seventy five hours in, all these other things, and it's just like all right. They can, there's always like 500 forms of rhetoric they can use to discount your opinion, where, which they don't have to discount mean? to begin with. I think it's people under, misunderstand. Like when people, I, I saw, it, I read a tweet the other day that was kind of tangential to this, uh, where somebody says the writing is bad when they don't like the story. And that's not the correct, right? Because the writing can be good, but they don't like the story. That, that's fine for them not to like the story. Because, the, the, you know, those are two different things. You mean that, but I think ri- people you saying, mean that like writing and plot are two different yeah, things yeah, basically yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but i think that that's the same thing when people say the game gets good after 100 hours that's not the game getting good that's you getting enjoyment out of the game after 100 hours the game is still bad like it, people need to understand that you can enjoy bad games it's totally fine to enjoy bad games especially when you start to get into mods and um you can enjoy you can you know cheat uh, or you can just play the game contrary to what was developed like you can have so much fun with bad games that you know, I, I grew up doing that because <laughs> Game, you know games up- can change in quality over the course of a playthrough. Uh, but I will say that every time anyone has ever claimed that a game will get good X number of hours in, and then I try playing it for that amount of time, it never changes yeah, for that's me. another problem <laughs> that's another problem for sure. I, I de- totally agree with you. But the like thing Final, is, like if Final Fantasy game- 13, it's like. Oh, yeah, it gets good like 10 or 20 hours in or whatever. They mean like the part where it opens up a bit. And it's like, well, the story is already set in stone and the gameplay is already set in stone. And I don't like either of those. But now I can wander around a green field a bit instead of running straight through a hallway is what they mean. But that's yeah, that's not that's, that's not, not the not problem I had. <laughs> like, that's not. And also, that's not good enough to offset all the all the rubbish that you had to go through. Like almost every and, single and, time, maybe maybe literally every single time somebody's ever claimed a game will get good better. They it always turns out that they their measurement of quality and the thing that it was determined like based on does not at all apply to me. And it's like, I mean, no, that's not the problem I had. How many fucking comments are there? 153? Jesus Christ. What's <laughs> it's, a video, it's a video from yesterday. Holy shit. What the hell? I, um, like, because if what Andrew said about the, the combat being good because you can che- switch between characters and all that and having more characters, more importantly, like, that changes the combat significantly that it, it it's a design decision for you to start the game with a combat system that is fundamentally different from what you're going to end I, as. I it's think, like you starting Dark Souls t- without... Yeah the shield or something well like, tutorials are kind of a disaster in a lot of games 
And there's a system you- where oftentimes if you if you if you design your game badly, then what you do in many cases is you create a fully fleshed out system of interlocking mechanics that only make sense when they all exist. And then they're like, uh, how do we ease people into this? I don't know. Strip away several yeah. parts of this for hours in many cases. And, that, and, and then you have, hour, say, that you have hours of gameplay game. where you're trying to eat from a table that has two legs. And it's like, no, it needs all the legs <laughs> for the game to exist. It's like how, like, like fucking Ghost of Tsushima doesn't start out with a stealth kill. Like that's the premise uh, yeah. of the game <laughs> is that you like <laughs> yeah. you could do samurai sword battles and then you can also sneak around and duck into bushes and instant kill people. It's like the you know the go to PS4 semi stealth third person cinematic game that they've been making every year multiple times a year for the last like five Wait, years. Like it's one of what? those. That sounds like but a it, really less fun version of uh, Sekiro. <laughs> Yeah, well, it has like, uh, Sekiro also has the Dark Souls mechanics uh, on top of that, but yeah, like like Sekiro yeah, and but- and Horizon Zero Dawn and Last of Us and Tomb Raider and so on are all these games where you you're they're third person shooters where you move around and you uh, you choose how loud you want to be. So every single environment is built around the idea of potentially being in stealth, and some of them are more mandatory than other words at different times, but they all the base level is I can crouch in a thing to be hidden and I can stealth kill somebody if I sneak up behind them. And like Ghost of Tsushima throws you into an open world before they gave you that ability and you can potentially <laughs> wander around for a dozen hours before you unlock the stealth kill that makes the com- that makes the entire not only the, th- the themes of the game, but also the actual list of tools that's the core mechanics of the game makes sense. The, like Playing without a stealth kill makes the game feel incomplete and broken. And an issue with a game like this is, is that, yeah, like, when people are like, you didn't, uh, like you, you didn't even get to the part where the game's good or whatever. It's like, I played for an hour and a half. So it's like, at some point, the game should be good by now. Like, fucking... Uh, Breath of the Wild sprints to its mechanics. <laughs> like, like they th- they yeah. throw you on that. Uh, it's a big open world. You get the but horse, they, like, they were right smart about putting you well, on that yeah. uh, plateau where the four shrines give you your four gadgets, and then now the game is functionally complete. You have the the mechanic set that is the core mechanic, and after that point, the stuff you gain beyond that point is clearly like bonus skills that reward you, but you don't feel like you have an incomplete kit. Yeah, I think that because the thing is, uh, I think, uh, but that's that's uh, that's sort of what I was saying is like you can have a lot of fun in with a late stage game. Like the end, it's a typical thing to see the end game of of uh, action RPG specifically, but any game really, uh, it's it's a. Um, it's a typical thing to see the experience, the end game experience of a game as a, f- a fundamental different experience from everything else. It's like playing a new game plus of Dark Souls, but even more than that, because uh, imagine the end game of Diablo, for example, where you just can go anywhere, you can farm whatever you want, you're looking for specific items. It's a completely different experience. And if you're, you're if you're, uh, what happened with Diablo three for a lot of people, not for everybody, it's, but uh, what happened was that the game itself was not a fun experience. But once you get to level sixty after forty hours or thirty hours of of gameplay, you get to the end game of a character, and then you get to experience something that is fundamentally different from the rest of the game. And not n- not so much in terms of gameplay, but rather in terms of what your your objectives are and what your rewards are. And so for people to be like, uh, I really enjoy Dark uh, Diablo three because the end game is fun is not the same as them saying Diablo 3 is good because I enjoy the end game. You know what I mean? Because um, 
you can have fun with bad games. And the fact that the game doesn't present itself properly to the player is bad. Like, if it's like I said, playing Dark Souls without a shield, but probably the better analogy would be to say that playing Dark Souls without a, a jump attack, for example, or without a, a dodge, <laughs> it's something like that. Because as far as I can tell, that's what happens in Genshin. Uh, in terms yeah. Of mechanics? The, I played for an hour and a half, and the entire time was just... You just keep whacking people, and they don't fight and back. And flowers. And <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. The AI you just, is so, so you obviously... Just, you just smack somebody for like 30 seconds and slowly whittle down their health bar, which is pretty large for how li- little engagement the fight has. And then because they just eventually designed, fall over dead. And it's like, a game wow. designed for the grind. It's a game designed for the grind. It's so obvious that it's like that. Because if you're going to design a game for the grind, it, it needs to be not too engaging, because you need yeah, to be paying attention it. to your... Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You can see, I, I, it's like, it's it's very obvious that it is designed like that as well. If you're going to make your combat, combat that simple, it might as well at least be high impact. It's like, by contrast, like, I was like, the moment I started off playing Breath of the Wild, I was so intrigued because um, you come out of that cave and you're trying to figure out how the mechanics work and you're poking around all these different directions and you're figuring you're out, like, what, which direction to go and how to approach and you fight a dude and you're like, oh, fuck, he does a lot of damage. And you're like, okay, okay, so I don't want to get hit by him a single time. So uh, what do I want to do with this guy? Like, what's my new solution? Like, you're thinking about stuff because you have consequences for failure and you're thinking about how to solve them. But in this game, it's just like... You smack the slime 75 times and then he stops being a slime and he turns into an item and then you move on. Can I also, and you're like, can I also say that the story is cookie cutter on purpose? Like, I, I think they didn't want to make it. Oh, they they could have written something better. But like there's certain I, maybe it's a translation. I don't know. Because it's also obvious that it's not written by native speakers. It, it was I think. it was definitely aggressively boring, but also it does my <laughs> least favorite thing, which is it just keeps introducing worlds and systems and like plot uh, yeah. points, but not giving me a single like character that I care about. Like I just I just need people. I, I'm such a character driven storytelling person that it's I'm so incompatible with this part where you just like you play a blank slate character that has like no personality, and then you immediately have like a tutorial character g- goblin that keeps talking to you and then you walk around this corner and like here, and oh my god it's a dragon that that guy is talking to a dragon what intrigue he won't come up again for hours so this was worthless then it's like here's a new person and they're taking you like you have to play a fair amount of the game to even encounter a town that's normal so you even have a baseline of what reality is because everyone's dressed like a super end game angel man covered in flowing <laughs> clothes and belts and nonsense things that I'm like I don't even know what reality is yet because the the baseline we started with was two floating Kid Icarus people fighting a yep. cube lady and I'm like that's a fucking strange start but then it didn't really like give me a baseline for a long time but even when they gave me a baseline it was a town full of like just it's just like it, it, it reminded me of like the beginning of Final Fantasy thirteen where you're just like Fauci, Lucy, and it's like I, I, I you're throwing a lot of like rhetoric at you're throwing a lot of like terms at me, but not a lot of like things for me to care about. And I'm gonna and because I don't have a nucleus of like a character I care about or something to build everything around, I don't have it's like a-, a lot of like. The, all this stuff's going to bounce off because it's not nucleating. It's not attaching to that thing. Like, Dragon Age gives you, like... Uh, is it Alistair was his name? Yes. Yeah, like, you you meet Alistair and, and Morrigan early on. And you can yeah. move on from there. It's like, okay, well, these two characters live in two different systems and worlds. And they have certain things in common. And they conflict over these things. And the entire... And- 
introduction of how the world works and what its systems are, are built around that and idea. And the whole plot, really. The whole plot works around yeah. Or like in, uh, in Dragon Age 2, either you or your sibling is most likely, uh, I think they have to be, um, one of you has to be a mage. And so then mm. when the conflicts about what happens to mages in the Dragon Age world and the, and the struggles they face, those are all introduced to you via the fact that you care about either yourself or your sibling being a mage and how that affects you. And like that, so everything is contextualized in a way that makes it stick. Whereas uh, in a lot of JRPGs, can... you just throw up, you just they throw you into like a castle and people in a library are saying a bunch of terms and you're like, I don't even know if I want to. Uh, I was. Um... I noticed there was there was one thing that sort of tipped me off in the in, in the intro to Genshin Impact, uh, and I think you're saying what you're saying here about how everything connects, and I think that it, that tip me, that tipping point connects to it. There's there's right at the beginning where one of your uh, twins, I think they're twins, disappears. Uh, like for all means and purposes, <clears throat> a normal person looking at these super powerful people flying in the air with fists of fire. Um, do you think that them disappearing is them dying? Also because the, the person, the evil person there is like super powerful as well. So you think one of your twins has died. And, well, uh, and at first glance, you're like, yeah, they're fucked. But then you realize like, wait, yeah. that, that happened to me too. <laughs> but no, the, the thing is, the, the tipping point, the thing that tipped me off though is, is or not tipped me off as in flipped me off or just sort of put me on edge is... Because you're selecting a character. Effectively, you select the characters you're going to play as. And there's so many games where your uh, character story is losing a family member. So, like, you're, you're, it's sort of implied that when you see the, your, your twin dying, or it, what seems to be dying, you think, oh, now my story is going to be about revenge or something. But your character doesn't, doesn't say that they died. Your character says, give my sister back. Yeah. And you're like, What? <laughs> No, no, she dead. She dead, bro. This is like, no, there's no giving her back. But obviously what happens here is that the writers, they know that she's, you know, they know the plot. They wrote the game. So what they're doing is they sort of retroactively, they forget that the characters don't, it's a very typical writing problem, though. But they forget that the characters are not supposed to know that. And they don't think like normal people that are watching, that are seeing the game for I the mean, first your, time. Your protagonist would at least a moment later know that. They survived. Yeah, but that's a because, moment later. Because at the very least, uh, they were taken it away the same to them way. As well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, but in the moment, it doesn't. And and when like you even see the little girl, she says something about the consolidated wind thingies. She says this line and it stuck with me for some reason. She says, "Oh, it's one of those consolidated wing thing uh, wind thingies, which is just a ridiculous name, so consolidated wing or oh, wind." But whatever. The point is, she's sort of dismissing the, the term in a game that is all about, it's not all about the term, but the storytelling has so many terms and so many new things, it's this and that. And, it's just, and, and, and when it comes to Consolidated Wind, she doesn't want to take it seriously. <laughs> but the rest of the time, you're supposed to take it seriously, but not for the Consolidated Wind. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a um, lot. Every, almost every, I think basically every scene introduces a new character or a new mechanic or a new setting or a new faction or something but without yeah. bu- but a lot of it's not building on what was established before so it's just a list basically that's unconnected and a lot of the scenes seem to have drama that doesn't mean any- like what what stood out to me was that like there's the second dungeon ends with uh it ends it ends with you fighting like the boss and then leaving I remember the exact order of events here like you fight a you fight the final dude and kind of leave then a character you were there with is like 
these guys are too stupid to have come up with this, which I'm like, what? What did they come up with? It's just like, all I did was fight another encampment. Uh, That's like, it's again, the, and then, the like, writers know how the game figure goes. is revealed, and then he's like, aha, it was you all along. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this is a new character. And then he just takes him out, and then we never, and presumably we never see that guy again. And I'm like, wait, was that just like a monster that was smarter? Did they dedicate a whole cutscene to not even establishing a new character? And then he duels another anime boy that just shows up, and I'm like, okay like, like everything's just throwing new things at you but it never builds anywhere and, and you don't know why you, to care about things or what its context is half the time like the little penguin with a mask or whatever the fuck that was i was like oh new thing and then it, he just just gets casually discarded i'm like why did you act like he was a reveal if he doesn't matter i don't understand it's bad writing there's no other word for it it's just how it is when like either they don't have experience or they don't really care it's just you know, like the I dragons better, plaguing so the I'm town. Not saying that like, I'm oh better. no, the dragon! Er, we got to stop the dragon. And what happens is you then go zero to a hundred to like it happened so fast that I didn't even entirely catch the mechanic of why it was happening. But you're suddenly with your brand new uh, wind sail that they've given you, you're flying in the air like a jet, and you're now <laughs> yeah. shooting him with an infinite turret of magic attacks. That I don't. I also don't know what he's doing to do that either. And the dragon doesn't in any way attack you you just shoot his butt for a while like it's the fucking leviathan fight from final fantasy 15 where it's just barely interactive and then you win and, and then everyone's like aha yes your flying style reminds me of someone or so someone like okay cool can't wait to meet that character too uh and it's just like what and it's like the story is confusing and disorienting but also boring and the gameplay is patronizing <laughs> Because they're like, oh, fight the yeah. big dragon. What do I do? Oh, I got to dodge like his fireball or something. No, you just you just shoot his butt for like 30 seconds and his health bar hits zero. And then you're like, you did it. I'm like, why would I keep why would anyone keep playing? Is it just because it's free and people keep talking about it? You have to have so much fun. Like you got to break through so much inertia here because the game is aggressively unfun for hours. Apparently, I don't I don't understand who th- would power through this. I mean, that's why it's not a game for you obviously <laughs> you're you're not the target demographic and i don't understand why people assume that everyone is and that's the but thing is like at one time a... we did the podcast and i was like that this game looks like everything i don't want and, the, and i specifically framed i specifically called the video and on my end at least oh, yeah. <laughs> i didn't say genshin impact looks like hot trash or anything i said genshin impact looks like everything we don't want which was accurate because none of us were like man i can't wait to play that game so that yeah. was the most yeah. honest accurate uh retelling of our opinion of what we took away from looking at it and that was entirely accurate but they're like how dare you unprofessionally discuss a thing you haven't played you're not allowed to have preconceived notions about a thing ever period that's illegal you know, so now you gotta go play it on the then, then i play it and they're like how dare you play it the <laughs> thing that you thought you weren't gonna like that's uh it's illegal too and your all your opinions are still wrong and now i'm mad at you for making the video which several people are saying they're, they're literally mad i made the video <clears throat> and went in that way and it's like i'm sorry for having knowing in advance that i probably wasn't gonna like a thing a thing that any adult can do with art because they have pre like they have experience because they've been alive yesterday and also the day before and have prior experiences uh, to base their opinions on i mean some people don't aren't used to this it's just Uh, stove hot don't touch stove (laughs) 
<laughs> I like this last this comment specifically from Cat Wolfram. For someone with your schedule, you have shown great kindness to this game, giving it a 90 plus minute closer look, a second chance. There are good <laughs> games out there that don't get don't get this lucky. I like the way you think the rest is just saying more nice things. And then immediately after, somebody goes, I think you would have liked this game more if you were a man of culture. <laughs> you most likely would have, I think. I think it takes a little bit of culture. A man Come of on, culture? Come on, Andrew. Justify your comments. Tell, tell us about I, this game that you have played. It's just for context, that, this last comment is it, Andrew's comment. Yeah, that, that was me. Yeah. I made that comment. Um, <laughs> Andrew, come back to the podcast. Colonel responded. <laughs> no, I, I, just, I, just wanted, uh, I just wanted you to get out all of your, uh, all your feelings towards it. I, I walked away from Genshin neutral. <laughs> I, I walked away like, actually, I just absolutely don't give a fuck about it. Um, what an endorsement. Right, I, I apologize. It's <laughs> that's as so good as you'll get. I out of there are our, our there are plenty of things I like about it, um, but every time I like something, I hate three more things, and I think that it it eventually just the math evened out to being like, okay, so it's just it's just a game, okay, like there's no I, it's not doing anything revolutionary, uh, except. It's giving you something more to do in the space between you picking your team and where you want to send your team. Because, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm approaching this like it's a free-to-play game, because it is a free-to-play game. And if you play any mobile free-to-play game, you build your, your little four-person squad of your characters you've pulled from your gotcha mechanic. And then what you do is you click on the level that you need to go to with those characters... And you use those characters in that level because that level specifically has the things that are weak against your characters. And then you do the, th you do whatever the combat mechanic is, fill in X mechanic here. It's either a puzzle game, you know, like you got match three. It could be a, a press a button at the right time. It could be whatever. It's the same fucking structure. Uh, but this time you get to decide if you press one button, this button, or that button. There's only three buttons you can do. Um, and I don't... It, yeah, the game doesn't... It just doesn't do anything interesting enough to warrant this much love and admiration. But it isn't like... It's not offensive. It's what I it absolutely expected Genshin Impact to be, which is a, a gotcha-based... A, fr a free-to-play phone game. Yeah, it's a free-to-play phone game with gotcha mechanics. You, wow, guys, I'm 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 stunned. I'm literally floored by the amount of absolute similarities to every other free-to-play game that I've played. And I mean, I have experience. I've played plenty of other anime-based uh, free-to-play games. I know, like, so for context here, before because I'm sure there's uh, people haven't don't know how much I've gone into. I am at Adventure rank, uh, I'm at adventure rank eight or seventeen. I uh, all of my characters are level twenty. Two of them are ascended. I have all of my weapons are level twenty. One of them is ascended. Uh, the majority of my gear or artifacts or whatever are above level four. Um, I haven't gotten them to their max level yet because I just didn't need to. There's no reason to. Um, and I have completed 
the first act of the game or not the first act the third act of the game oh yeah i think i'm on the third act of the game for a single act it would be kind of um well okay so the game has a lot you can just kind of waste time doing a lot of nothing (coughs) in the game (laughs) bless you you. the uh so so i'm i'm fairly deep into the game i have nine characters uh i i've spent no money on the game just for context here i've not invested a single dollar uh so i'm coming at this completely free there's a lot of stuff but not a lot of stuff to do and i think that's the biggest complaint i have of the game is i just walk around a lot and usually just find something i have to find something to do because the game doesn't have anything interesting to do where it's like you can go in you can go in a dungeon i'm like i i could but i'm walking to the dungeon and there's like it's a long walk and i might as well just kind of do whatever stuff i find around on the side and then when i get to the dungeon i'm like oh well i've already played for like a couple hours i don't really care about the dungeon anymore I'm like I'm I'm kind of I just want to do something else now. And I the the biggest problem is it's just there's too much space. The, the fucking world is so vast and it's like yeah, and but all the does- puzzles and it's like yeah, but the puzzles just give me fucking loot and the loot is just used to be is to fuel like the level of other loot and then I'm just doing this in a constant repetitious cycle until yeah. eventually I have the like best loot. It's an loot infinite Skinner box feedback loop of yes. just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the game, does, so the, I, does the game just run out of real estate to do interesting stuff with? So then it just has to keep giving you numbers to number with to then get the number number to number number? As, as far as I can tell, <laughs> the game is like, I really hope you enjoy. Like, they're trying to get all of the adventure, the, the exploration aspect of Breath of the Wild. We're like, ooh, look, there's a thing. But over without here. the horse, though, but they don't have the horse, do they? I don't, I don't care about the horse. <laughs> the, 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 but that's so important, though. They replace no, it with. They I repla- would not call the horse a priority yeah. in Breath of the Wild. I, yeah. I don't know what kind of horses in games, though. Because you I move so the, much faster, though. It's usually like, like movement, but worse. You, you know what's faster? Teleporting to a tower and jumping off of the tower. That's oh, the I fastest. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. No, the, and this the, game yeah, has Sorry, that. sorry. The yeah, kite uh, is too good in Breath of the Wild yeah. to really want to have a horse that much, which and you can't take on a kite. I forgot about <laughs> that, yeah. The game... So here's, here's my biggest complaint about the game. The game thinks I've never played video games before. And right. they're doing, and they're doing <laughs> exactly. that because it's good because this is supposed to be a game for dumb babies so that they waste all their dumb baby <laughs> money to buy all these dumb baby a- avatars that they don't fucking need and then they go like yeah but i got the dumb baby avatar so i'm super strong now right and then it's like no you idiot you still need to do all the number math in the background like i most of us adults are not stupid and so we see that we go like wow cool uh i could invest money into buying more weapons or what does leveling even do because like i I, uh, please please ask that question but more concise what does leveling do (laughs) for what well because midway through i was like Oh, I got a bunch of these books that I picked up in that library earlier, and I just mashed them into my protagonist. And he's like, and he suddenly mm-hmm. was level twelve, but there was yep. a level two in my party because they gave me the boy, and yep. they, I, there was no distinguishable difference in power between them. So I was like, wait, what? Did the, what did being twelve do? I don't know what what its point was. I can't tell. Uh, so leveling your character levels up its stats. So your health, your uh, defense and attack, and whatever other stats they have in the background that you don't see as easily because you have to click on a button to go view them. Uh, 
leveling gets that, and then it brings you to your. It bring it. It is a, a a nice place to cut you in the middle of your gameplay and go. Have you tried exploring the world? Because if you want to keep leveling up, your ass needs to go outside and start doing a nine to five gig looking for the stuff you need to get this character. So the, the next leveling. Level. Is uh, at the same time the stick and the carrot. I was just yes. really, con- I was really confused by the fact that like, you would think that the difference between a level one and a level a level two and a level twelve would be the difference between the stuff being prohibitively hard and you practically one shotting things. Keith, and this isn't instead, the Dungeons and Dragons. I switched between those two characters and I'm like, I don't think, I don't even feel like they're different levels from each other. Well, that's because you were also using a level one item, a weapon. So your, st- so your stats just actually come from your items and their levels meaningless. No, some stats come from your weapon. So your damage comes from your weapon. Your attack uses your attack helps uh, increase the amount of damage that your weapon does. So you could have really good stats, but if your weapon is only doing thirty three, then that doesn't mean anything when your attack is a lot higher. You need That's to have some snail scaling, then, huh? Yes, Keith, it has well, to it, be. The whole point of the game it, is to make negligible. money. <laughs> I was like, holy yeah, crap. I, I literally, I have, all of my characters are level 20, all of my weapons are level 20, and all of my artifacts are at least above level 4 to 5, which is, the artifacts are a whole other fucking thing. And I can go and fight a level 17 thing, and it takes like two hits for me, and I fight a level 20 thing, and it takes like seven hits for me. And but it takes less hits if I'm fucking super super Pokemon style, and I go like, yeah, but I've got a water character who can do water damage, and then switch to my electric girl who can do electric damage, and then it overcharges and does a big burst of energy, and then I can switch over to my other girl just crystallizing, who can then crystallize the enemy. Do I can switch over to my other fire girl who then shoots a big like? It's just fucking noise. The whole point is that you're supposed if you don't, uh, you you want to. You want to do all these fancy combos in the middle of a fight. And to do the fancy combos in the middle of the fight, you need to get all of your gear, all of your characters up to the right level. And you need to have the right characters to do those fancy combos. So you need to go out and get all the right characters, level them up, level their gear up, get them all of the stuff that they need. Then you can do the fancy combos and then feel good about the fancy combo you did. And that's where the, that's, that's the meat. That's the chunky, fat, pink meat of the, ha- of the, this, ugly fucking sandwich is that you bite into it and you go oh that was a really nice combo you think, and you think people would understand by now that just leveling for the sake of it isn't what i like in a game well keith that's not the important part the important part is that everyone else is leveling these characters and enjoying it so why the fuck aren't you <laughs> get out there and start enjoying yeah. leveling these characters you're right you know guys, i'm gonna rebrand as a call of duty minecraft Fortnite channel and just play I, those games all day and again, like, you have to like the popular games or something's wrong with you like so I'm not mad just gonna at, play I'm, Fortnite all day. I'm not mad at Genshin Impact. It it is not an offensive game by any standards. It is not uh, mean spirited, manipulative, scummy, blo- whatever negative fucking uh, words you're ready to fit. Okay, hold <laughs> hold the breath. Because it's just a free to play game. All of them are like this. This doesn't do anything special. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm that's just saying. The thing. I'm just, it's I like, just take issue with I, you saying it's not manipulative. I'm no, like, it's, no, because, uh, genre because is I'm by saying, definition manipulative. It's from again, the one where all of them are. And again, because the game itself is no different than any other free to play game. It does not. It is not more scummy. It is but not that more mean, whatever. It is. But that doesn't mean it's not scummy. Yeah. No, just because no, you can't I'm, tell a zebra from the other zebras doesn't make it not a zebra. 
And again, the point I'm saying is that, ze- yeah, and all zebras are shit. It doesn't matter what <laughs> genealogy of shit you're looking at. All Think of that them are shit. The chan- so the, Genshin chat. Impact isn't itself shit. It's just part of the genre that is shit. So, like, when people say Genshin Impact isn't great, that's because it's just a free-to-play game, and all of them are not great. There's not a good free-to-play game. That's not how the system works. It exists because you have to fund it. And you have to pay into it to make it good. And that is not good. <laughs> like, so Genshin Impact itself is a game that I think has... There are, I think there are, free to play, there are good free-to-play free to play games. I don't think so. I've never played a free-to-play game and been like, wow, awesome. I played a Flash have, game, that was, but that's not a free-to-play game. Like, I've never played free. a... Yeah, like, I've played free games that are... Oh, fun, I see what I've you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. Right, right, right. Our naming yeah. schemes are bad. Yes. Yeah, so no, because free to play also... implies that you have to. It's free to play, but it's not necessarily free to get every content because you might need to pay for. Like, Generally whatever. speaking, free to play doesn't just mean free. Yes, yeah. It's, if it's called yeah, free to play, there's some kind of monetization system. Otherwise, it's just a free game. And I yeah. see a lot yeah. of so there's like a lot stasis. of the arguments that people, especially in your comments, or that people are making. Everything. Uh, stasis. Like, those, are, those games are pay what you want, which is basically just free games, but you can tip us. Yeah. I didn't know Stasis was free. For hmm. what? Yeah. Stasis is free? The, Keith said. Uh, yeah. What's it called? The game made before before Kane and uh, Glorious Beautiful uh, beautiful Desolation. Mm, that's the not be- the same Stasis that I'm thinking of. No. The Beautiful yeah. Desolation people made Kane and Stasis, and one, one or two of those are free. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> But they're like I'm full. Think- those are just full size, like beautiful pre-rendered graphics, top-down fixed camera angle, like point-and-click adventure games with horror elements, and they're it's just it's just free. I, <laughs> I'm thinking of and stasis, there's, and there's no trick. <laughs> like there's there's it no monetization. Like that, but it's not free. I, like I posted the link in chat. That's not the game you're yeah, referring to. Yeah, I mixed there's it up. Uh, stasis oh, costs ten dollars. Right. Kane is free. Same developer. Uh, okay, okay. So okay. if you click on their profile, you'll get Kane, which is free. There's a deluxe That's edition okay. that costs seven dollars, but that just has a soundtrack and wallpapers, which is what we're here for, ladies and gentlemen and beautiful people. Yeah, I mixed up which one was the free one. But, but that's, yeah, that's just I, a full-size point-and-click adventure game with horror elements, and there's no hooks to make you pay for it at all. Uh, but so that's, that's, that's just not free to play. That's just free. And that's mm-hmm. and so that's the thing is like Genshin Impact. I don't think adds. I don't think it does anything that is revolutionary, interesting, unique, or justifying praise. It's just hey, wow, we took some things from Breath of the Wild, and then put in the typical free-to-play mechanics. And people are just enamored by this, like, little world that they built. But the little world isn't... It doesn't give you anything. It's just it's just nonsense noise. It's like, uh, yeah. it's like picking it's, flowers it like and that, wow. Yeah. You know, like, you're just doing a little... Like, seriously, you're just doing a little hobby. It's not... It is not a requirement to beat the game, to go out and get all the little sprites. But I got a fuck ton of them. My, my damn statue's level 8. And now I've got, like, super stamina, and I've got Are you got talking about the little these... ones where you walk up to them and then you just follow them for a while? No, those are the little spirits that will... Uh, all of those result spirits in Spirits and chests. sprites are different? Okay. Yes. So there's, like, little... There's these... Uh, I was not I happy when I saw that because I just finished platinuming uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And I'm like, oh, no, it's the fucking foxes. They're back. You meet them over oh. here, then you follow them <laughs> yeah, over yeah. there, and then you get your reward. I'm like, yep, wow. That's... 
That is exactly what it is, except, you know, well, I only like the fox mechanic like three times and it was pretty much just because there was a fox in it and not because it was fun. And then they did it like 60 times. I'm like, and then the moment I played this game, like, (laughs) no, it's the foxes. This this, this is like barely gameplay. You just follow it. it. It doesn't. So it doesn't get any better. They just put them in more absurd and annoying places to reach. And they're like, oh, look, this one's on the top of a house. And you're like, "Okay," And you get up the top. It's like, I'm going to fly away now. Okay, <laughs> like uh-huh. you know, you just kind of like, uh, and then you just follow it, and then it brings you to a little place. Like, surprise! Here's items, and you're like, cool. What are these items for? It's like to upgrade your stuff. They're the same stuff. as everything else. And it's yeah. The idea is like they give you a chest, and you're like, oh, cool, a chest. And you open it. It's like this is just fucking upgrade material, and you slam it on the ground. <laughs> and you like walk to the next chest, and you open it. It's like this is fucking upgrade material. And it's just the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And then eventually it's like, oh, this is the upgrade material I wanted, though. Thanks. And you put it in your pocket, and you're like, finally, some fucking good food. And you just have like, all this rest of the shitty-ass upgrade material that people in the chat, when I was streaming yesterday, kept telling me, no, it's going to be useful. You, there's, you'll use it. I was like, I, can I use it right now? But it's now? not special, and I don't though. fucking that's, want it. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, what, what is the incentive? Like, I think I, I'm playing right now. I said it last week. I'm playing uh, through New Ve- Fallout New Vegas. And uh, that's something that Fallout New Vegas does differently a little bit than Fallout 3, but not enough to make it, like, super different. Uh, what happens is, like, usually you go into a building that is abandoned or whatever, and there's, like, this secret locked door or this chest that you need to get a password for or whatever. Uh, so you go through this whole routine where you either are good at lockpicking or you need to bypass something. And at the end, there's a treasure, right? It's the t- typical, you know, it's it's basically the puzzle in Genshin Impact where there's a p- uh, treasure at the end. Um and if that treasure is just, oh, it's a bunch of stim packs and some Rataway, that's not relevant. I can get that from just killing some random things yeah, out in the wasteland. Yeah, you want to find something cool. Yeah, it's something bigger... unique, like a heart from from Zelda or a yeah. weapon that's unique. Yeah. Like it was specifically, not, I've been criticizing this right now in my Zelda playthrough. The, is the fact that, <laughs> yeah, like I've been, in the past, when you go on a really big tangent and solve a little puzzle and weird stuff like that, you're like... <gasps> A heart piece, and you're like, yeah, and there's like a budget of like this game has like 60 heart pieces total, and so it's like they have like they can they can like string them throughout the whole experience and make and reward you for doing really specific things like noted and like there's a there's a sliding scale like one of them will be like at the end of an entire quest chain and the other one will just be like hey you notice that this is on top of a tree <laughs> and there's like a complete <laughs> spectrum of heart pieces in early Zelda games, but I'm playing Skyward Sword and it's like. You do a big thing and you get to a done and you you and your big reward is that big shiny chest at the end and then you open it and you're like, oh, <laughs> it's like it's like sometimes it's five <laughs> rupees and sometimes and sometimes it's what 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 uh, Andrew's pointing at sort of which is that it's like it's an abstract resource type <laughs> like instead of like it's a heart piece it's, it's a bottle it's like, getting, it's like it's, instead of yeah like instead of getting like a bigger wallet or something or something that instantly rewards you in a measurable way that you understand and then you feel yay when you get it it's instead like you got some kind of ore or something and like maybe if you go back to the vendor which it will take 20 minutes to you to get it back there but if you go back there and check a specific menu and click on a specific item then you'll notice that if you have seven of these then you might be able to upgrade this specific item to the next tier which will do something slightly different it's like there's so many levels of abstraction from the reward that you don't feel anything when you get it so you're just like it's oh, like okay, getting well, it's, experience it's good to have, points it's better to have it than not have it but uh. Like like a good example, my favorite example is I was playing yesterday and there's uh so later on you get an adventure book and the adventure book has like these little quests mini side quests that you can do 
uh, in it. And then each time you, you know, when you complete them, you can turn to the next page or whatever. And you get, uh, you know, of course, it gives you the handful of materials and uh, special currency, whatever, every time you finish it. One of them was you need to complete an expedition. And an expedition is where you send someone out for X amount of hours to go and just not be available for your party. And then they come back with resources that you can use. And in order to progress through the adventure log, you have to do this. Which means you ha- you cannot progress through the adventure log unless you just walk away from the game for twelve, like for eight hours. That's what I was gonna and, ask, I was gonna ask about this because hmm, I want I want context for a criticism that a com- I see in the comments. Because this person says even if you like the game, it's still a gacha. The uh, the past. And past the intro, you'll find yourself doing the same shit every day for 30 minutes because the garbage stamina system that prevents you from playing the game. Yes. Okay. So then in the adventure book, you get access to bosses and bosses are these random like, you know, like in WoW, you see the little uh, random area event where it's like a circle of a guy's face on the map. And you're like, oh, there's a boss there. And you go over there and you fight the boss and you move on with your life in this game you do that and the moment you finish fighting the boss it goes all right now pay up and you go what and you have to pay this limited currency that recharges over time but you have to pay the currency to open the chest to get the reward <laughs> after killing the boss <laughs> i was so mad dude the oh first my time God. it's fucking the first time it's it team ha- fortress yeah. fucking loot box keys it yeah. was oh, so yeah. aggravating the first time it happened i was like what do and you, mean you, and you pay don't to pay the resource the to do the encounter. You pay to get the reward afterwards. Yes, yes. Fuck it doesn't you. Char- yes, it doesn't <laughs> charge for the. So you could literally run out of resource and not know it, and then do a do a fight, and then be like, "Oh, I don't have the money to pay it." But oh. Keith, don't don't worry. And you don't even know you if can, you'll like the reward. You won't know. It's a random. It's just and it's just upgrade material. So again, I open. I do. I pay. So the, I like pay it. the fine. I open the chest. It's like I don't want fucking handcuffs. This isn't useful to me. And it's like, why did you? Why did I do all this? And but it's okay, guys. You can get currency that refills that stamina bar. Uh, it's like, hey, God, if you want to play some more hours today, you could always pay us. You could always pay us. And uh, that, this is the issue I have with free to play games as a concept. Is just that like, I. There inevitably there's going to be a monetization strategy in there somewhere, and they have to inconvenience you in order to motivate you to want oh. to pay into it. And that so will always you, be a pressure on you in every game of that genre, unless it's really bad at being in that genre, in which case you probably haven't heard about it because it's probably not very successful. Because they, so have, because they can only <laughs> afford to pay for the ads if they're making a lot of money. So that, so that already sounds annoying, right? That uh, the idea that you pay to open a chest. Like I wish every free to play game ever just had a sixty dollar version I could just buy, and then they what just it, re- you, and they just and, and they just delete all of that shit. <laughs> but, but then doesn't, you might find change that, though. But then you find then you might find without the with the carrot and stick shit removed that the game doesn't actually have a structure well, for it to be fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's the yeah, thing, that's the is problem. that people yeah. are playing these games for the carrot and stick, and that's why people are confused why you are upset and not happy with it. Because we fundamentally because, want different things from video games, y- apparently. Yes, because we you don't want the carrot and stick, and that is the thing they're getting the fun reward from. And you're you're sitting there like, yeah, but I don't want a carrot. And they're I like, yeah, but, ex- I but they're giving you a carrot. The game and, it's and like, defeat the challenges and anything that... That's not... This game is not that, for you. Anything that this pointlessly is, pads that out is bad content. So another but thing I I'm ran the guy into that, that was... I'm the guy that fucking buys Diablo 3, beats the campaign, and then I'm like, I did it. It's over. 
Which is not what Diablo is for. You are <laughs> playing instead, that you're game supposed the to most be like, no, I, yeah, I got to play it for 500 now more hours starts... until every time I hit somebody, it says I did 500 million damage to them. And it's like, no, yeah, the game, what? The game no, doesn't it's... start until you beat it. That's just Once the same content the game, repeating over and over again, but the numbers got bigger this time. Uh, the numbers get bigger, though. Uh, but it's um, not just the numbers, the, though. Fuck it's the, the numbers. Challenge. There's better numbers Keith. in other games. Then go Keith, play a different played... game. Yes! Keith, you played Dark Souls. <laughs> you did it! Keith, you you played... solved the puzzle! You said Come the on, magic you play... word! Everybody scream! You, you played... You can't say that about Diablo, though. You played Dark Souls New Game Plus and all, all through all the Dark Souls. That's you a different it. game. He played a literally different game on his second playthrough. Only like, in Dark Souls 2, though. Yeah, is, in Dark Souls true. 2. But... But in Diablo, the, the point, if you, the, the, the point the game, there though is that can, if, a, but, if a game's genuinely good, it has intrinsic re, re, replay value that it doesn't have to like invent. Yeah, I mean, so in Diablo's case, you like don't people, want to start over because if you start over, you have to start the grind again. If like you pe- keep people like, replay Diablo, it's all about like the people, grind. Re, people replay Mario Three because it's good, not because it incentivized <laughs> them to do it. But it didn't, have to, it, it didn't Diablo- have to. It didn't have to give them a Skinner box <laughs> feedback loop system to trick them into playing it again. They just wanted to play Mario three again because it was good. The, in yeah. case of the in, in case of Diablo three, I wanted to play Dark Souls two again because it's good. And also, there's different ways to play it, which is fundamentally that's actually functionally new content to experience is but new play styles. That is the premise of the the replayability or the new game. Basically, it's a new game of Diablo 2, specifically Diablo 2, but also the original Diablo 3 was like that as well. Um, in the what, what, So what used to happen in yeah, Diablo, Diablo 3 2, you'd out. beat it on normal, then Nightmare, and then Hell difficulty. Yeah, yeah and, and Diablo is the same way. The difference is that... Uh, it's not anymore, though. They changed yeah. it. Yeah, because yeah. 2 you used to be, a, you would replay the same game over and over again, but it would keep scaling up, and only, the, the yeah, noteworthy thing levels. is it kept adding effects to all of your enemies yeah, that it made it madness. a bigger challenge the more times you Absolutely. looped around, which is yeah, also like technically adding, yeah. how Dark Souls kind of works, but in a more boring yeah, way, yeah. where it just it's scales the them up a bit. But like Dark Souls, yeah. like Diablo 2 genuinely made the game harder, and not just in a, yeah. the stats are better way. But then but yeah, Diablo Dark Souls, 2, Diablo 3 is like an unstructured nightmare mess of just infinite weird yeah, procedural sure. content that has almost no real campaign structure for anymore. Sure, and sure. you go on weird little missions that change every day and it just wants you to play forever. Diablo 2, though, you cannot get all the skills in a single playthrough. So you need to play into nightmare mode, which is Correct. the mode after normal. Yeah. So Diablo like, 2 is you like... You also can't get all the skills, more period, than, because you cap at 99 and the, t- the talent tree is yeah. very big. But like there's skills that only start at level thirty, and they're important skills as well. And yeah, you usually that ain't get Diablo level three. No, no, Diablo two. I'm talking Diablo two. No, I know. I'm saying like, Diablo three. You, your character's built the moment you like. Halfway yeah, Diablo the game, three. You, you're you done. It's made. It's made differently now, and I think it's yeah. worse now. But I think it's also made in reply to people who don't want to play through the story again. Well, it's yeah, it's. It's always but Diablo is not about the, the story, though. I th- I feel, and I think it shows because it's uh, bad. Excuse you, stay a while and listen. What the hell? No, because it's all that's the that's sort of like more the ambience than anything else. You play through Diablo, and it's sort of fun to see all those old characters. But like, you're really there to kill some Rakaniches going around and see what they d- drop. I mean, maybe you get a nice is, sword. The point I, is, you're I, just I going every on a game, fucking. I, I have completely different incentive structures. Yeah. So the appeal of Diablo two for me, and it's why I didn't like it. Why I didn't like three as much. Uh, I kept making new characters to try new builds. Like I never, I never, yeah, too, I never magic too. find farmed. I never tried to care about. I never did but anything loot related or tried to do the Skinner box stuff. I just kept being like, 
I like, can I make like a, a rabid druid? I want I want to play a rabies druid. Yeah, or, like, I'm gonna try playing make... like an elemental discharge paladin or something. And how do you just... make new builds without loot though? What? Like you need you need things to like, drop to a make a skill new build. tree. He yeah. just no, no, has yeah, a skill but, tree but, that's so that's expensive half, that's that just he can only play... half the character. Sorry, well, if, yeah, if, if anyone skill... speaks even close to when you speak, Colonel, your voice completely drops out, like how Effie's does sometimes. I think. Yeah. I think Discord oh, so has I, an I, issue I, with international yeah. people. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> if you're international, it like if it it literally drops you out of the bandwidth I've of the voice of chat whenever anyone else talks, and so no, I've it's it's really effect. weird, but no one can understand. It's like USA, it's, USA. Yeah, like you're hearing it too, right, right, Andrew? Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, yeah. He, he turns into like it, he sounds like a seven layers of interference phone call where i'm just like i don't i tried to i tried to shut up when i noticed that that's happening so nothing is lost on the end result of the podcast what i was saying is like the 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 items are just uh, or the skills are just half the character if you're gonna make a new build you're gonna need some items you might not get the best items but like if you were gonna make a there's no one there to tell you in diablo 2 what to value or what winning is or what success is so the items didn't really matter like i just i just built a new character And I would just it fucking matters. go, and I'd be like, and I'd plan out like, and, and, uh, I can I can budget out these many points by level like seventy, matters. and I'll have this stuff. It, 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 <laughs> it, the it, items it didn't matter in a way that mattered. Like the items didn't matter in no, a way that affected sure. yeah, my yeah, gameplay and choices. For me, but it's still fun, I, for me, though. something only like matters if, building... if it's making me think and make choices. So, like in Dar- in Darkest Dungeon, placement matters because I have to think about it all the time. Yeah. In Diablo 2, items don't matter so because much, yeah. it, they just shower at me at a random interval, and then every now and then, every half an hour or so, I just go, I just kind of look at them for a second, and be like, oh, I guess those ones are better, and then I and I throw away the rest of them. Uh, it, I'm not making but that's choices. 3, <laughs> like I'm that's not- Diablo three. Yeah, well, that's in Diablo, Diablo 2, two also. Like that like, in Diablo all. two, I wasn't like optimizing. I wasn't like I didn't have to make careful choices about my gear. It's just. As you level up, what, what the, stuff is, the new stuff's clearly better, so you throw that stuff on, and then you move on with your life. What, what characters did you play the most in Diablo Yes. <laughs> yes? I had several accounts of Diablo. Like, this was an era where I had very few... I had fewer like, video what? games, and I was so psyched to have my own computer, so I was playing a lot of PC <laughs> games solo and so on. But I had multiple entire accounts full of Diablo 2 characters that were all different builds. Because I'm saying, like, for example, if you play the the Barbarian and you decide to go into Swords, you need that a good is, sword. That's probably my least and favorite character. That's what I play the most, actually. Yeah. But I, I think that uh, might be telling I, as well, because it's I loved, the most reliant uh, on loot. Like, above all else was Paladin, and then probably Druid, is, and yeah. Amazon, and Sorceress, and really most so of the them. So the ones that are least reliant on loot, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But it still matters, though. Like, when you get an item that just makes your build work, it's fun. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's rewarding. But, yeah, but it's not choices. Yeah, it's, so it, I know, so I know. It's, no, it's but, barely, but, but, so it barely registers as being the game to me if I'm not cho- making choices. It's all about risk-reward. No, like, I uh, if I do, do this or that, like XCOM, do I, do I try to flank over here and take the shot? Or do I, do I try to heal this turn and bunker down? Like, which, which, which one am I going to do? And how's it going to pay off? It's like, in Diablo, you just play... And your inventory kind of accumulates detritus, and then you put the good ones on <laughs> and, and you move on it. with your life. Yeah. And it's not really a choice. It's not. It's not engaging gameplay. If anything, but the it, engaging it, part was. It does just depend on the builds, like, though. Build like having a plan on your build and and knowing what you want to do and looking at the synergies between the different talents and also on some level just the kinetic satisfaction of how, of the visual and audio design of the attacks. 
because they had to carry a yeah. lot because you were doing like two of them total per playthrough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a very simple game. Uh, the Barbarian even more, actually. It, I, I I think it's so telling that I like the Barbarian and that's the least that's your least favorite. There's certain things in common show... between like that kind of dungeon crawler, loot grinder, and like Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors. They hit a similar scratch where oh, you're just I kind see. of doing yeah. the same thing over and over again, but it's they make it satisfying enough in the moment to just pull mm-hmm. off. But I, I will say like that that wore off on me. Like because Diablo is simple enough that like it's like you hit one game of that style and you're like, oh, yeah, let's do this for a while. And then, like, it stops being a new yeah. experience eventually. And you're like, I I can't go back to just left clicking on things. You don't and need it. Go, yeah, yeah, you don't need it anymore. You've been there. It's good. But yeah, that's, that's, I'm at the same level. I'm at the same level for sure. Uh, like, Diablo 2 for me is like a formative experience. That's that's, uh, that's one of my first real passions in video game, uh, in video games. But I, I know I spent thousands of hours in it. By myself because I didn't have internet. So oh, it was God. all single player. <laughs> so it was all single player. Um, and most had, of it was playing a barbarian. We had, we had to share one dial-up connection between two siblings, and because uh, it was being moderated by a parent that didn't understand the the pacing of the game, but just had to come up with a fair system. And of course, we were ruthless to each other. Uh, our mom would just set like an egg timer to 15 minutes and every 15 minutes we had to switch which means the person whatever they were doing they had to quit in the middle of the thing log out and then the other person could log into their account and then they had to cut, try to play for 15 minutes <laughs> because even though we both knew the system was bad being com- competitive siblings that are like 12 you're of course ruthlessly just like it's my turn now mom says my turn <laughs> wow you, t- you definitely that's why I said yeah. that I was like so satisfied unionize. to have my own computer finally. <laughs> it was ju- we, but we got our own computers just because of Diablo 2. I, I saved I up for to... a computer just to play that game. I was very, very different. So I, did I, uh, but for different I, reasons, though. I would not <laughs> plug in my sister's con- uh, con- uh, controller. <laughs> and so, like, anytime, so, you know, say, so they like, they'd be like, you have to play with her and you just unplug the controller. And she's like, what's not working? It's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm doing it right. <laughs> You're just an idiot. And so eventually, like, it wouldn't work. And she's like, well, it's unplugged. It's like, no, it's not. And so, like, my parents would come up from upstairs. And they're like, well, I'm going to see. And I would just plug it back in. She's like, she'd plug it back in. I didn't plug it back in. She's just an idiot. She doesn't know how to play video games. <laughs> and, my, and eventually, it just got to the point where, like, I just gaslit her to not play games. Jesus and she just, Christ. And then she just never, she stopped playing video games. It's like, all right, it's, it's all mine now. I didn't get and to then, properly yeah. experience long-form narrative content like Final Fantasy X and Metal Gear Solid 2 until my brother got addicted to Game Boy games. Because we both got Game Boy Colors, and then, yeah, he would constantly play, like, Pokemon, like, Gold and Red, I think, and then Golden Sun and Fire Emblem. And, like, those kept him busy. So suddenly I was like, I got to play Metal Gear Solid 2 and cry at the sad part and stuff. <laughs> Because this is my this first is hard, one of my first hardcore narrative experiences, which fucking what a deep fucking pool to jump in at. Jesus, I didn't appreciate that <laughs> game properly at all. <laughs> like when I go back to it as an adult, it's gonna hit different. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that I game. That experience. game predicts how the internet is gonna lead to like a bunch of insular communities that radicalize themselves. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that game came out in 2002. I don't think it predicted. I think it took very obvious uh that evidence it was not nearly was there not. as much as it could be for what 2020 yeah, would be like that's i'm well okay i think i think we've definitely taken the the reins and turned it into a monster 
But like yeah, this true. is this is the same shit that's happened over. It's not like we're we're doing something impressive. History just keeps doing this. No, we just find the, a new way to be insular and radical. Compare, we just go like, oh, now instead of religion, we have social media, and now we can just be super radical on social media. And then next phrase will be like something even stupider, and we'll be like, oh, back in my day, we weren't that radical. <laughs> it's compare, like whatever, grandpa. <laughs> like. <laughs> I think uh, I, I, hindsight is twenty twenty for sure. But compare, it's almost the same subject. The uh, Deus Ex released two years before the that's Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Two that we're talking about, right? Wow. So it was what released two years. What a before graphics that. disparity in two years! <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But Deus Ex <laughs> talks about basically the same subjects and pre- and predicts the opposite. It predicts that the world is going to unite and, and it also be says like a bunch a, of dumb shit about the Illuminati. <laughs> also, Deus, that when does Deus Ex come out? Uh, uh, 1999, the, uh, oh, in uh, the 31st, uh, no, that's uh, Planescape Torment. I think it's 2000 then. Planescape yeah. Torment is the last day of the year of 1999, I think. Let I'm playing see. the game that that company made after. Deus Ex? After uh, Deus- oh, yeah. The, the, ne- the next game Acronauts. by Ion Storm was Necronox the next year. Deus Ex came out in 2000. That's the one. And it's, it's completely the other take, but also you can sort of tell because the game is a little bit libertarian. But What's we up don't with talk vid- about that. This is I've been thinking about this this whole like this week in general. What is up with so many franchises establishing their first couple of games, and then they keep making more and more games after that? But they're all prequels until the entire franchise is just prequels to the original game. Like that's di- is like that. Yeah, Star De- Wars. Deus yeah. Ex is like that. Uh, uh, fucking uh, Metal Gear Solid Star is like Wars. that. The entire Metal Gear is franchise oh. is a prequel to the original games. Whoa, that's, much. Oh, I didn't know that. And that's then also sort of, uh, the original two. Right, right, that, right. Yes, that's sort of like and a Zelda. gun to the head situation. Like Zelda keeps working backwards in time from the original game. <laughs> and Zelda Two is an alternate timeline. That's the thing I I thought I remembered and I didn't the last time the last podcast I. I misspoke about Zelda 2. I don't I don't know. I don't feel like eh. if, you, if you look at the Zelda timeline like the original Zelda game is like deep down one of the in specific like sub timelines and like everything everything is like prequels upon prequels to the original game basically functionally but in a more convoluted way because there's multiple timelines. But yeah, like Deus Ex had one sequel that was a chronological sequel and now everything's and prequels sucks. to that. And Metal Gear Solid uh, if you look at the, uh, was it the Metal Gear Solid timeline? That's the release timeline shit. Uh, that's probably on Wikipedia page time. about it. Yeah, I, ha- I was looking at it before, but I'm, I'm looking at the wrong one now. Uh, oh, God, the it's... first one is Snake Eater. Oh yeah, the, on the, if you go just to go to Metal Gear on Wikipedia, there's a, a ti- uh, Metal Gear chronology. Timeline. There we go. I found the, the page. Yeah, like uh, Metal Gear Solid. And like the original games, if you if you look at it like yeah yeah if you just, if you look at either Metal Gear or, or Solid as the first games, uh, you can see that fifty percent of the franchise is now before them. Before yeah, because it's like Snake Eater, <laughs> Portable Ops, Peace Walker, Crown Zeroes, The Phantom Pain are all prequels to just Metal Gear itself. And it's just it keeps going, and then like yeah, so even and then yes, yeah, so Metal Gear and Solid Snake take place before Metal Gear Solid. It's like the only pre- the only sequels to Metal Gear Solid are Sons of Liberty and Guns of the Patriots and then Re- Revengeance if you can like it is it is in the timeline but it is like a different franchise but like like a third of the sequels are a different like not franchise sorry but a different like genre like a type of game entirely like a spin-off. Oh. I see. 
But like Sons of Liberty and Guns of the Patriots are the only sequels to like Metal Gear Solid, for example. But there's like they just keep going back in time, and the longer the franchise exists, the more they continue to be prequels. And it's like, yeah. So they're prequels that are retconning other prequels eventually to the point where like they're like, ah, fuck. Uh, we made Metal Gear Solid 3 and the protagonist turned out to be the guy that was the antagonist of the original Metal Gear, the big boss. But like the character doesn't quite line up because he's too likable. So we need to come up with a reason why he's not really that guy. So they made the entirety of Phantom Pain. <laughs> like, have, like you, they made, have you watched like, the like they make uh, entire Super Bunny Hop video There's on a, it? I've watched every Super Bunny Hop video, but uh, I've watched like every... Like, like half, like the That's prequels start. Thing. The prequels start retconning <laughs> other prequels that are just all meant to set up the original game, yeah. and it's like, fuck, <laughs> this well, is just I mean, a yeah. nightmare. And a lot of it is just because they kept, they kept wanting to make more, and Kojima's like, no. <laughs> And it's they're like, like fine, we'll a, do it without you. And he's like, fine, I'll fucking show up to work. Just stop. And he's like, the, yeah, it's the struggle it's, of like, what do you do when the when the overlords force you to make more games, but you made yeah. an ending. Yeah, like, the, like, yeah. Mass Effect, like the Mass Effect problem. Like they they the ending of Mass Effect three is so not not only conclusive but also like widespread in its ramifications while having several different options that are completely different in what they mean that you can't make a sequel unless you either pick one of them to be canon or invest next level amounts of resources that no one wants to do. So then it's like, uh, do we make a prequel or do we jump to a different galaxy entirely or do we reboot? They as X has the same issue though because it also has an ending that is pretty major and what they yeah. did with the invisible wars is that they assumed one was canon and then the invisible wars ending is also pretty major yeah <laughs> they, keep, even they, more they keep doing that yeah they did the, they did the same <laughs> thing again with the uh, human revolution where it has widespread different endings <laughs> and then mankind divided just picks one <laughs> but i think that's good i think and that's good and you know? it sort of plays it's it also plays it a little vague of which one it means as canon like it tries to be uh, a little open which also kind of makes the ending not feel important if you're trying to make them all simultaneously potentially canon that just means you're not letting the outcome of those choices play out yeah that's yeah, a bad no. move. i think that, I, I think it's okay to have a, a sequels to a game where the ending you just pretend didn't happen or or just pretend that something else happened because you know retcons the ending is retconning the ending is okay retconning like characters or retconning themes sometimes that's not i don't think that's good I don't think because I don't. I think you should just not write yourself into a hole where you have to work <laughs> on anything. Like just no, but like sometimes you want it's to. It's a motivation contradiction where, uh, in Western style RPGs, aka the ones that are RPGs and actually RPG where you <laughs> role play, uh, yes. you make a series of choices the entire game, and due to the law of escalating escalation and narrative you want the to end on a really big impactful choice that ends the narrative and is really important and it often involves you basically having way too much power for for a one big choice in a lot of these narratives but then they're like but also there's the motivation of make a sequel and you're like fuck <laughs> so they have to figure out how to yeah. square those two and in the case in the, and it's always back and forth like you have like a, in the walking dead the moment a character can die they tend to become significantly less important to the narrative as if they did die, even if they survived, because they can't rely on them being there. And but they have to come up with a mostly consistent good, narrative. It's not good. Look, uh, and then you have, and the same thing happens in Mass Effect, where it's like, do you want the council to live or die? Well, the council is going to sure come up a whole lot less for a while now because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, 
think of Fallout 1 and 2. I'm not sure you, you, you both have played it, but in Fallout 1, the structure... In Fallout 2 as well, but Fallout 1 is a smaller is a little bit smaller game, so it, it works a little better. So the main quest is basically getting an item and then uh, killing this faction. That's the main quest. That's the whenever somebody says, "Oh, the story of Fallout 1 is so good." No, it's not it's not the story. That's it's the second to second writing. The story is super simple because the quest is just these two things. You get an item and then when you get the item you kill these two people. That's the story. And those are the major repercussions. But there's for example, the NCR that you you I don't know, you both played New Vegas so you might know uh, the NCR. It's, it's been a old, huge it's faction. Been like a decade. <laughs> Yeah, but so it's a huge faction in Fallout. But in the first game, you visit the town where the NCR started. It's called Shady Sands. And you can literally side with the Khans that wipe the town out. They're the same clan that later on shows up as well. You can also wipe the Khans out completely. And in Fallout 2, there's an NCR. The NCR evolved from Shady Sands. And nobody ever questioned it, even though in the first game... Mostly because it's also meant to be replayed and see the different options. So you never really want to see wiping Shady Sands out or saving it as a canon. It's just the things that you do in Fallout 1. And then in Fallout 2, you know, there's there's a new setting. That it's it's, it's like why 2. every Wasteland game has to be set in a different region. Because they can't deal with the fallout of what you did to the previous <laughs> region. But I, I don't think they, they need to deal with it. They just choose whatever. I think it's fine to, to you know, assume that the player saved Shady Sands. Yeah. It's just this funny that, outcome where it's like, you, anyway. like you play Wasteland 2 and it's like, you can kill every yeah. character if you want to. And it's like, well, guess what? The next game's set in Colorado. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's how true. we skip past that problem. <laughs> Which yeah. character survived? Uh, you, you remember, right? Because we don't. <laughs> we're, we're just going to not remember. touch that again. <laughs> But no, that's, that's why I can never be like, mad. Oh. I can never be properly mad at, at Mass Effect 3. Because those beautiful bastards tried to finish a trilogy full of choices. And they actually tried to honor every single surviving character they possibly could. With entire like scenarios that you won't even see from playthrough to playthrough. Because they tried to cover every single possible outcome as best they could. And yeah, like there's no, like, there's no clean way to put an ending after that. But while the ending of that game isn't great, the f the game itself is a fantastic ending to a trilogy. Like it's so it does it goes so far in so many ways to cover so many outcomes across so many characters and honor that you care about these characters for the, that you haven't even been able to play as since two games ago in many cases. And then just to add to that, even though they did a good enough job in the original game, they then added like a several hour long party where you can just hang out with those characters as a DLC. <laughs> and it's so good. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. It's like and it's all voiced. And it's like this. It's like that's hard to do in a text based game. And they did it fully voiced. And it's like that's that's so much honoring of past choices in a way that almost ne has never happened before. It's never and happened. And because really. the yeah, reception yeah, was so bad, it'll probably never happen again. <laughs> I don't know that it, I don't think that's going to be the reason though. I think it, it required a big studio to make a game like that, but I think they wanted to make Bar um not Bard still. It's um, just so much work. Like every Dragon, Dragon Age, Age like every Dragon Age game is like, "Hey, new character, new location because we we're only going to deal with a few of the things you did last game. <laughs> we can't deal with all of them. It's too much." Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, I was speaking. Of, I was thinking of a different thing. It, Bar uh, Dragon Age Four was supposed to be like a replayable RPG. Yeah, like it's really uh, funny playing it. like Inquisition, and I'm playing as my Inquisitor, and then like my Dragon Age Two protagonist walks in for like a one quest cameo and kisses his boyfriend, and then leaves. <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> hi, I'm here for this modular piece of content. Farewell, because like that's how they can honor your past choices is really inorganically because 
doing it the way that you'd hope it would be is just so much work. And Mass Effect 3 is like one of the only ones that kind of felt like it did a good job. And it'll, I don't know if it'll ever quite be at that good same, again. At the same time, like the 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 popularity of uh, streaming of uh, turn ba- uh, tabletop role playing games really shows what role playing games are supposed to be. I think a lot more people are aware of how powerful it is to have a, a, a custom tail tailored. Or as close to a custom tailored story as possible. Oh, it's so fun! Like, it's so fun just to be thrown so yeah, into yeah. like a problem and be like, I, I, I need to think of a solution, but also I can just think of a solution. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't just press X or Y to do those choices or try using my lock picking skill because that's my one thing. It's like I can do weird shit. <laughs> I, and like, like the go to is always like, I, I would like to, I would like to seduce the dragon, but like. You can do really, really weird shit in D anD D, and it's so fun. And some of yeah. it's completely and yeah, and you have all the emergent storytelling where the players just create a story from nothing and create their own problem and solution amongst the players that it wasn't even in the narrative or the setting. Like everything that happened with like the granny disguise and uh, Paradin <laughs> at the end <laughs> and stuff like completely yeah. user made content at that point. And like, and it, and it all organically shifts back. Like if you're, if everyone's like doing a good job at the game, which is part of the stress of doing it as a performance, uh, yeah, it all happens course. just seamlessly. And the, at some point you can't extract the players and their additions from the, from the narrative that they were interacting with because it just is the same thing. And that's what that's what Western RPGs are chasing after, and that's why. That's Sometimes why, they're that's, chasing after that, not all yeah, the time. Well, they're well, they're they're chasing that. They're, they're always chasing after a version of that because that's the premise of that subgenre. Yeah, specifically, sure, I don't sure, sure. like yeah, stuff absolutely. like Diablo does not count as a Western RPG. That's like a different cat, uh, genre entirely. It, it's an artifact with, from a, a time before we really had that. I think. I think games like Fallout and Baldur's Gate really allowed to define that sort of. Uh, yeah. Fallout, yeah, Baldur's Gate, Wasteland, uh, and to some extent, games like Dragon Age and Elex and whatnot. But like you know, the, what they can yeah. accomplish is always variable, and it's always it's always a eighty percent finished sculpture of an attempt that they were going for, and they never make it. But it's still my favorite genre. Just kind of watching this fucking like like it's funny that there's a, that several games where Icarus is a theme because the whole genre is Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> the entire genre That's, is a series yeah. of games that fly too close to the sun and fail, and they've never nailed so it. They've it, like yeah. never nailed it, except maybe when I get around to it, maybe Torment did, because people keep raving about uh, it. But like almost nothing ever actually makes it to this finish line that they're all going for. They're all chasing an ideal that has never been accomplished, and I just like watching them do it. Torment doesn't do nearly as well as... Like, it's well-written because the characters are really weird and really interesting. But it but has, like, imagine some major you, limitations to it. Like, Disco Elysium. Yeah. I think it's a good example. That game's so cool, yeah. but has such obvious limitations to certain aspects of it. Yeah. Torment is a little bit like that as well. It's I think Disco Elysium and Torment are two of, two peas in a pod in some regards. But I think I think Torment is better... Or it is... Uh, if, no, if you've never played Torment, it's like Psychonauts meets dragon age in a setting that is fully dungeon and dragons because it's you, the same you, sort of style are you, nino, of writing. Are you nino kunoing people uh i don't know what that means 
You go into the dream world to like fight their demons literally, and then they're better in real world. Oh no 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 no! Because <laughs> in Psychonauts, you have to more... go in people's brains and stuff. Uh, let me see. You sort of maybe do a little bit. Uh, there's there's a lot of portals. There, there's there's a yeah. You might do a little bit of that in in, in uh, Planescape Torment, but uh, no, that's not what I mean. What what the game. How the game looks like Psychonauts is more in the in the style of writing. That's self. It's not self-referential. It's sort of like out there. It doesn't try to follow any lead. It, it doesn't compare to any other RPG. It's like fresh and and, and different. Um, Which is like the best news. And, yeah, but at the same time, the, the what what where it meets Dragon Age is how. Uh, it focuses on certain nodes, nodes of the storytelling. So you have certain chapters, sort of. Yeah. Uh, similar like that. I mean, it's it's by Bioware. So the way of that, yeah, it, the, the way that Bioware games are very location based. You go to yeah. a region and it's an isolated piece of content. You do all the content there, including its self encapsulated side content, and then like yeah. maybe one or two of the things kind of carries over the rest of the game that where you make a choice at the end. But that's most of the experience. Yeah. I think I think the sequel or spiritual sequel anyway, uh, T- Torment: Tides of Numenera, doesn't do that as much. I think it's more linear. It's not linear. It's less linear, in fact. Uh, but it's less. It's more drawn out. So the story storylines sort of work over bigger sections of the of the world of the game. So I think the second game does a better job in in, in being a more modern RPG. But the first game is really more... It's, it, it's really about enjoying the dialogues that can go on for half an hour or even an hour. As, a, as a Let's yeah. Player, do you get, don't you get this feeling of like, man, this is why I do this, whenever you encounter a game that like, instead of iterating, genuinely does something like new. And you're like, oh, this is... Oh, we're, I'm playing something different today. Oh, fuck. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think... It's like... Like this, a, like this Pyre definitely or... Did that. Disco Elysium or Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds also did that a couple of times. (laughs) Oh, no, Outer Wilds for sure did, but Outer Worlds definitely did that also a couple of times. I only streamed Outer Wilds. Yeah, you you sort of killed them all, though, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew did shoot people all the time. They didn't give me a choice. The the only option was either bad or bad, and I was like, no, I could just not the outer world successfully pulled a fake ending on me i was yeah. set up to be the ending to be like i'm I'm recording the last episode i was all thinking of all of what i was going to say about the ending i was like oh this is going to be the ending and then all of a sudden no surprise last chapter and i'm like what because i thought it was going to end badly based on my choice and then it 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 didn't like, i just think about it. it like when i look at genshin impact i'm like this is like an infinite it's like a salad of other people's recycled ideas iterated again and again in a way that many 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 games are and then i play like pyre and i'm like i don't even know how to categorize this at first what is this game i'm playing a rugby visual novel that functions as basically being yes an rpg because not only do you have a party of characters that are leveling and whatnot but also like more specifically you're the entire game is you making a series of choices but most importantly it does the cool, the really cool thing where some of your choices aren't conscious because some of your choices are skill checks, but not skill checks based on like a math thing happening. But in that you have a th- you have a thing and you potentially want this outcome, but you have to earn it. And if you don't earn it, the game keeps going oh, and not- an outcome that you didn't want happens. Yeah, that's, and it's like, yeah, that's fucking great. What a cool way to do a story. Yeah. I, uh, the Outer Wilds you mentioned as well. I I think it's the Outer Wilds is an amazing game, absolutely. But I think it's just so unique. On it's not unique 
not, it's not so much unique on the individual mechanics or even the storytelling, even though it is also on the storytelling. It's such a beautiful tale, um, but it's unique in the in the way it joins them all together. I, I was honestly very surprised when the Outer, uh, Outer Wilds gets the twist in the first time, and I'm like, what the heck just happened? Mm-hmm. And then, then I realized what the game is all about. <laughs> Because I spent so long talking to the people over in the first world, so it took like me two hours to get to the to the first moment. I don't know if Andrew has played Outer Wilds. Yeah, I've played. Uh, I played a bit of it. I I kind of lost interest because I I got halfway. I think I've. I try to remember where I left off. There, don't spoil like, it to, to for the viewers. No, I'm just. Yeah. I think I'm like almost it's very, halfway it's through. It's very it, hard to measure your progress through Outer Wilds. <laughs> Yeah, I I want to say can, I'm halfway you can, you can just because of the the amount of uh like in my log the amount of things I can do uh, or uh and Outer Wilds is brutal because it's like one of those games where like you can't replay it you can't quite replay you it can, correctly you can't because you because the the progress you made was mental you learned things the whole time it's why it's why you everyone talks yeah. about nebulous terms because if you say anything specific you literally spoil like a mechanic that is the answer to an entire planet or something and then that like, gives away like huge elements of the game and if you know that you won't like even progress correctly what the game through is the about. game yeah even yeah, knowing yeah. what the game is like that's, gonna be like to play that's why it's is, like hard for me to yeah. explain but like i i gave up because i just didn't have interest in more about uh, exploring and there so once you one... lose like once you lose the 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 desire to explore that game becomes nothing yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's, it's a completely self-driven experience yeah. yeah and so i just i got to a point where i was like all right i'm like my mind probably came up with a better ending than what this game is i'm just gonna <laughs> leave now and so you i didn't, just left i bet you didn't uh, come up with a better ending that that game has the I ending is it. so beautiful the ending nah, is so good, that, though. That already tells me I had a better ending in my mind. So, like, yeah. that's all I need to know is, like, I, I watched it and I was just kind of like, okay, I kind of see what's going on here. And I think I can kind of assume a lot of stuff. And then I okay, went to another maybe, plan. And I was like, okay, I kind of, I think I'm being justified you in remember, my assumption. You have to filter it through Andrew. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Maybe, I, I can, maybe Andrew... Maybe you, maybe you do have an experience that would be able to allow, like knowing the ending myself. Maybe you know, maybe you can kind of tell. But I was very surprised by the ending. Like, well, that doesn't, it, doesn't it necessarily takes, mean that he predicted it. It just means that, like, yeah. it doesn't mean that he'll like it, even if a lot of people oh, do. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's another. Yeah, that's different. It's then. yeah, it's tough because, like, I, I in my head, I'm more likely to imagine a better scenario that would that would be what I want the ending to be than what the ending will most likely be. So. I don't know, but it's. I don't think it's a bad game. It's just if you lose that drive to self-explore, yeah, then the game true. just halts for you, and you're like, "Well, yeah. I don't. I'm not going to do anything now." It needs. Uh, I think it needs a little bit of help to. Like I, there was one place that I was like stuck for two hours, just look, looking for a specific thing, and yeah, uh, I, those two hours are tough to get through. That's for sure. Yeah, I never. I never got stuck. Like there wasn't a part where I was like, "What do I do here?" I just. I showed up and I did what I was supposed to do, presumably because I. Kept yeah, I don't really remember my playthrough ever stalling. Really. Yeah, I just kept going, but then I just got to a point where I, I realized, like I, I stopped for the day, and I was like, I don't think I want to go back. Like I don't, I don't care what happens yeah. now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I stalled around the mechanics of one of the planets. Um, the, the, the to access the planet basically and uh, i didn't fully understand how it worked it's actually a major part of the plot later on um so that yeah. would, that's probably important <laughs> yeah it's yeah i couldn't advance in the storyline i would have seen it i i saw everything 
that I could see and learned and read all the things. But there there were some places that I hadn't visited. I knew that. But then I, I realized um, one of the like, I think it's the tiny one. You, you realize that you just completely didn't understand one of the planets or something? Yeah. 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 That's the one. Ah. Uh. And this, then, yeah, oh, that, these things work like this. Yeah. That's a game of aha moments. It's some neat shit. Oh, yeah. From the beginning yeah. to the end. From all of the narrative I mean, the and all the mechanics. A, yeah, I yeah. think the first time you you come to... You, the first time you kind of pick up on what's going on with the game, you go like, oh. And then from there, you're supposed to like... <laughs> that's supposed to fuel you to continue forward. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, the moment um, I saw the... Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, though, because it's, it's really... But I saw... Something in the sky that I could have seen from the beginning. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> that was oh, so yeah. great. And I'm, I'm going like, to find games that. Games like The Witness and Outer Worlds, Wilds, and a bunch of other games. Like, There's always that thing where you like realize something's been there all along. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Yeah. I, I understand yeah. the world differently. It's kind of like it's yeah, kind of like the Metroidvania mechanics, where you keep seeing like a signpost or thing of like there must be some way to oh, do that. that, but I don't know how to do that yet. Like, what's up with the what's the purple door, or like what's with the grate? And you, and you, and you don't and and like when you, when you turn when you get the ability to turn into like mist in the Castlevania, you're like oh, that's what the grate's for. But like, but instead of, of abilities, really, it's just knowledge. Yeah, in some it's cases, games knowing. like like Outer uh, Wilds and Witness, like. There is no power up. It's literally just like you just there's a thing that you, that's that's potentially everywhere, and you didn't even know to register what it was. And so when you have the realization, you're like, "Oh, we have to go back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I I I wish I had done a let's play instead of a Twitch stream because I think you just got to uh, record all of your different. streams, and then you don't. I then did. You just, I, then I you have can the videos. Just retcon your choice. <laughs> I have the videos, but I could edit them into something. But yeah. you know, it's streams, so it's still it's your it's still your it's still your blind your blind experience of it. You just label it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just get, you know, if I wanted to go back to it and play it again and show it again, it's never going to be the same at all because I yeah. know where to go. I know what I'm looking at, and that and all those sense. me looking at this rock that disappeared from me, and I was like, hmm. And then yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we oh, got to cut this so off. Good. We're three hours in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get to talk about all the other bad stuff in Genshin Impact. <laughs> oh, we are going to talk about it next week. I didn't get and to everybody's going to gonna the, like it. The fucking Genshin about, Impact trilogy. I didn't get to tell you about how there's uh, some places that you can only get loot certain times of the day or certain oh, days Oh, we don't need week. to hear that. Okay, okay. It's oh, good. No. We don't need to hear about more terrible things. See you later, everybody. Fire hot. Out, don't touch fire. <laughs> <laughs>